is the Tillcast, episode 407. Is it dense enough? And this week, guys, we talk Mortal Kombat 11. Make it tortillas. Dawn. Crying so Sons. Thick. Children of Morta. Roll it up. Shortest Trip to Earth. And Age of Wonders Planet Falls. Stay tuned. Roll it up. That, that tortilla has veins. What the fuck, man? <laughs> Hey, uh, we're back, dude. dude. Dude, I think that's our first try can in like over a month. Oh well, I mean, everybody came prepared this time, so There's welcome that. back. It is the Tillcast. It is this December, January twenty fourth at nine something p.m. Yeah. Oh yeah. Nine fifteen. I, I, I gotta put my ear, earbuds. I had. Yeah. I don't even have my ears on. Something man. was going on here. Jeez. Oh, but we are back. Uh, Rusty's been. Traveling. Oh my God. Uh, we've been experimenting over here. It's uh, everybody sneezed when we got started because the dust hadn't been knocked off in their room in a while. <laughs> it's, yeah. Y- yeah. Yeah. It's been bad. It's been, oh, uh, it's speaking of it's been two weeks. It, he's going to sneeze again. Oh. Oh, no. Nope. The vent. Don't all the way. All yeah, right. There we go. Nothing going on. Cool. All right. That's fine. Well, that's just fine. in case the fan kicks on. Okay. Because you know how that will it, It'll fucking rattle, and it, it's a pain in the ass to pull out of the fucking sound file. So, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you know what's uh, getting into the spirit of things? Yeah. So, I don't know if I talked about it on the last show, but the dog escaped a cage, right? Yeah. Yeah, so, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. The big cage, and I got her little cage, right? Right. Well, there's the little cage. Oh, my God. She ate the bottom of it. Uh, this, 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 this is not a dog. This is this is like a Tasmanian devil. Um, She's not that big, but I mean, I'm watching her destroy a toy right now. Yeah, uh, it was it, a like a twelve dollar supposedly dog proof toy that she's tearing apart from the seams. She needs stuff built from Kevlar. Now I've heard that actually goes that gets um, torn apart even faster. Oh, really? Yeah. I mean, something and like because that. because it doesn't, like, degrade very well, also causes blockage. So I'm oh, well, you don't want that. So I'd almost rather have something that gets tore up that she can pass through if she eats it. Well, she's definitely eaten about half of the stuffing there, so. Yeah, it's a, it's a little little pig over there she's destroying. But she is a free-range Lolo right now, <laughs> um, which is interesting. As you can see, there's, uh, in the studio, uh-huh. there is my... Uh, VR rig. Oh, yeah. Not in the living room. No, well, I mean, you wouldn't want those cables torn apart, that's for um, sure. There are a lot of cables in drawers right now. Uh, <laughs> there are no jackets or coats hanging out there. There are nothing on the counters that she's at her level. You gotta. She has destroyed fake plants while I was gone. Uh, she has destroyed a vacuum attachment since I've gone. She has destroyed a Kate Spade wallet. That oh smelled just God. like mom while I was gone. Oh, my um, God. She has obliterated two down pillows. And let me tell you, here's... <laughs> let me show you what that looks like. Uh, uh, I can this imagine, was, but... This has just been over the last week. It has been an anxiety fest. Um, wow, where is that picture? Oh, my God, dog. That that. It's like every other day that she does something bad. It's not every single day. And then sometimes it's only half the day that she's bad. But I'll give you an example. So here is round two of the pillow, and you can see. Oh, it's all, it's everywhere. Yeah. Oh, my God. Yeah. That is. uh... I walked in. And I was still cleaning up feathers. (laughs) Granted, 
I got here early because uh, this is what the kid came home to today. She got in the in the hall closet and pulled out all the toilet paper. Oh my god! <laughs> yeah, that happened today. That happened today. Yeah. What a fucking hellion! I got here. Just, She's an ass. Just a little bit before seven, because uh, I was out with the fam, the and fam. Justin was still vacuuming. I I mean, after seeing the pictures, I can imagine. Uh, that, that's, uh, that's a load of, uh, that's a load of, um, mess, you messy, oh my god, she is still not done destroying right now. Well, she's very much into that, which I'm okay with, because that was built for her to destroy. Uh, well, that's, that's fine, as long as it doesn't, like, I'm gonna have go to vacuum in here later. Over to my feet here, so, uh, she's, she's not gonna chew on her shoes, she's, she knows the difference. Yeah, oh, uh, as long as my feet are in them, I'm, they're, they're safe, right? So, okay. Yeah, but it's it's been an interesting experiment because uh, I don't know what to do with her, and um, I'm not. You yeah, know, there are moments in my being really upset. I was like, I'm going to give this dog away, and then I'm just like, No, I can't do that. Yeah, it's it's, it's just a phase. And the then thing is, is I mean, I me and her mom have been talking back and forth about solutions. So now you'll see there are child locks on. You probably didn't, may or may not have noticed them. But they're no. on the hall closet. Like it's one of the what do you, you call have that? To childproof your doors. A for child, this dog. Yeah, the they're those swinging doors that are in your closet for yeah. like towels and yeah. toilet paper. You know. Yeah. So I've got them on there and then under the sink because I didn't want her to get a hold of Drano, right? Right. Yeah. Right. Or you know anything, any, anything, any like kind that. of chemical that's under the sink. Right. So huh. she's safe. I don't know how she hasn't has shown any interest in the furniture, aside well, from laying on it. I mean, knock on wood, right? So thank God, I. It could get worse, or I could spend three hundred and fifty dollars on a tiger cage, which I'm, I mean you might have to if it I, gets worse. But like you know, she she's so on her last legs right now after this ten days of freedom. Yeah, like I may just throw it on the card and get the it's it looks like a tiger cage. It's it it's like a a five by five. Like f- fucking like real iron bars style. It's like you yes, know. like the bars are like two inches thick. It right. looks like a, you put a, a chew tiger. through that. Come on, and, and she'll probably try. And she'll probably break her teeth. Not oh like yeah, that, but the, so the, it's just. Uh, I mean, I don't know what I, to do. I understand because. I I mean I'm most like the fucking Kool Aid man, man. She just <laughs> chews through every like. There's a door she wants to go through it. She's just gonna chew her way through it for sure. I I mean I it's not nearly as bad as a as a pit, and and she's going through basically the growing up stage. So she needs to chew, and they will grow she, out of that. She's almost one. She. Yeah, she's gonna grow out of that, but I mean it's gonna be like the terrible twos. It seriously is. Um, and I'll tell you what, that's just as bad, if not maybe a little bit worse because of the size, is a Rottweiler puppy. If, once you get the Rottweiler puppy out of the cute stage and they get into the adolescent where they're starting to get to full grown size, but still has the pumpy mentality, uh, everything becomes a chew toy. Uh, and I only lived with this Rottweiler, you know, I, I've, I, I basically sta- uh, was staying with a family friend while I was in Michigan, just before I moved to Florida. Uh, and uh, he had the Rottweiler puppy, and I basically uh, basically grew up, right? Uh, yeah, I'm good. You want to try it? <laughs> no, I'm good, thanks. It's like cherry uh, root beer. Yeah, I'll, I'll give it a try later on. Um, the, uh, the thing is, is this puppy got to about full size. You know, I mean, 
big Rottweiler, big Rottweiler, right? Still had the puppy mentality, still liked to jump on people, still liked to lay on laps and stuff like that. But if you left that dog to its own devices for any length of time, literally everything in the house is a chew toy. Uh, I lost computer cables. Uh, she chewed through the monitor power cable. I'm not sure how she survived it, but did. Uh, so when I come back home and a big fucking CRT monitor, push the power button, nothing. I look down and fucking cables in four pieces. I'm surprised the house didn't fucking burn down. Right. Uh, but what we weren't, we weren't expecting was we came back from work one day, you know, cause the guy that I was living with family friend, we all were, we both worked at the same, uh, shop at, on the same, you know, uh, sh- same shift. So we just carpooled and, uh, uh, we both came back and, uh, the whole house, like the entirety of the fucking house was tore apart. The kitchen, everything was ripped out of the fucking, you know, countertops, everything from underneath the cabinets, not chewed, just ripped out and thrown everywhere. The living room, the couch was non-existent. It was sticks. There was nothing left of the cushion. It was everywhere. My fucking computer was trashed. Like, keyboard gone. Fucking, all the fucking speaker cables were fucking gone. They they were fucking just This is not a story of encouragement. I know, I know, I know. Uh, But... I normally kept my door to my bedroom closed because, I mean, I didn't want the dog in there, right? I figured shit in there would be fairly safe. Nah. (laughs) There was, I, I shit you not, there was a fucking hole that I could walk through to get into my fucking room without turning the knob. It was... Not only chewed enough for the dog to get through, but she got up above the knob and kept chewing at the door. Fucking wood bits everywhere. That was nasty, man. It was the whole house was fucking destroyed. Like the only things that weren't completely ripped apart were the beds. So we at least had a place to sleep, but nothing else. (laughs) Wow. I remember my fucking computer chair was tore apart and I had, <laughs> I know I'm talking about fucking bad dogs and she was coming up and fucking bopping me in the face. Um, all right. But yeah, I mean, I sat on fucking, um, uh, milk crates for fucking two weeks because that was the only thing that would survive. Oh my God. She just fucking like mountain climbed up your legs. Um, She's like a wild Jason appears, right? I don't know. Um, these, you know, these dogs they go through these fucking phases, and it is terror when you get to that point. She's going to well, I mean, she's not done growing, so. <laughs> and, and oh my god, she's uh, oh my, she's flipping out right now, so. Yeah, the the challenges of a podcast dog is uh well, she's currently pulling out a bunch of cables, so we're uh, we're hoping that 
all the sound comes through. <laughs> so, yeah. Yeah. But, yeah, no, I understand what you're going through. We ended up having to get something similar, a fucking super heavy-duty fucking cage. I think what he did was he got, uh, you know, uh, he got pissed at the dog. I mean... Not, like, really pissed, didn't abuse the dog or anything like that, just pissed at the situation because he couldn't control the dog while we are at work. Uh, so he went out and fucking bent rebar and made a fucking cage out of rebar and fucking welded it in his fucking shop and came back in, fucking welded the fucking uh, rebar to a steel plate. And this thing was, like, fucking 400 pounds. Right? Right. Of fucking steel and rebar. And he's like, this, if the dog gets through this, there is no saving this dog. <laughs> and uh, I, I won't I won't lie, the dog tried. Anything that was within paw or tooth reach outside of the cage was destroyed. So there was like this, this you know, this like DMZ zone around <laughs> the fucking, you know, cage. But... It was big enough that the dog couldn't, like, slam against the cage and move it. Because it was, like, 400 fucking pounds, right? Right. So, it worked. And about a year of, like, training and trying not, you know, trying to limit their, you know, their chewing, they will finally calm down. Eventually. Yeah. So the dog turned out all right after I left, but man, by the time I fucking left, pretty much all of my uh, tech had chew marks on it. So good luck uh, is what I'm trying to say. Uh, well, good luck. So, man, I just... Now, she's, sometimes I, she is the most, the sweetest, most adorable angel in the world. Like I said, before... So early today, I usually come home and check on her at lunch because I just let her out to to pee. I'll explain that later. Okay, it's not plugged in. Don't worry. Uh, <laughs> but I came home. She's asleep on the couch. I scratch her a little bit. She sits in my lap while I eat, you know, lunch or whatever. Mm -hmm. and just wants to cuddle. Goes back to sleep. I leave, and then the kid comes home a couple hours later, and. She has created the mess that I showed you. Pulled all this toilet paper out. Was all over the floor. Nuts. Um, Absolutely nuts. Just all over the place. No, not what you want to come home to. This and is not the stuff that you see on fucking YouTube with like, you know, great dogs, right? You know, this is. It it's really hard to scold her too because she can't hear you. She can't hear, so you point aggressively. <laughs> And put on a really mean face. Right. Like, I'm really upset. And then he'd just show her no affection whatsoever. And completely ignore her after I'm done pointing my finger at things and her grabbing her collar and pointing her face to where my hand is and looking really sad. Right. <laughs> and, and then putting her outside. And then she knows that I'm upset because then she tries to get really apologetic. Mm -hmm. So I know that something's getting through. I, I don't know if she knows what I'm mad about, but... I'm trying to put the thing that she chewed in her face to make her know that this was not right. Uh, yeah, it's it it is a challenge, especially with a uh, with a deafy, um, because you really don't have that extra reinforcement that the the vocal tones dogs pick up on vocal tones very well. Um, if you'll notice, she watches your face a lot. 
Yes. She, you know, she'll watch your face, you know, and she will be able to tell. Uh, like when I, when I was trying to get her to stop jumping on me, I just grabbed her collar for a second, made eye contact and just had the serious look on my face. Like, no, done. And she just sat down and I'm like, she understands she just has a different language than most dogs. So if you have, if you're the uninitiated to the tilt cast, you're going to get about 30 minutes of bullshit, <laughs> which, which we're, we're about in, into. 20 minutes into <laughs> and some games and some news. Um, other things, they were looking at my lamp that's in here. This room has turned into kind of a storage room as I'm rearranging things in the house. Yeah. And, yeah, that lamp's got a bunch of cords because I cannibalized it to I, create something else. I, I I figured that that was what happened. So I needed to. Is... So here's the deal, right? So the kid had a very small child's fan in that room. If I don't know if you remember, it was like a pink and blue and like yellow flower fan thing, and uh, it looked like it belonged to a five year old. Uh, and we we're trying to figure out what to get her for her birthday, and I was like, I can get you a light fixture. Uh, so I did. So you turned I, the fan into a light fixture. No, I, 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 I'm guessing. That I couldn't find a collar for... So I went through Ikea and got a lamp, okay. not realizing that this weird Swedish thing was meant to be hung oh. like a plant. Oh, really? And then it had a cord that plugged into the wall. So there's like a 30-foot cord on this thing. I so don't... you can hang it and then plug it in. Yeah. It's not very practical for an overhead light. No. It, but it looks really cool. That that sounds for something it's, out of the seventies or eighties. It looks girly, but it's not. So this is it upside down. If you can see it, it's it okay. looks like a weird tropical flower, right? Yeah, it's white, and it's all those petals are individually assembled that I did. Oh, okay. So, <laughs> wow. So, but there was no Fucking way to crafty. So there's no way to hang this fucker. So I went through the. I tore apart that ceiling fan and pulled it off. Yeah. And the hole, you know, it's a regular like fixture hole, but there's nothing to cover it. So also no like threaded bolt to hold it. So I took that light fixture and it had the right size threads on the fixture. That's an old shitty lamp <laughs> that I need to throw away. Yeah. And I pulled it apart. So I pulled the top part of that off, unscrewed everything. And it was like the plastic was like wrapped around the threads. So I melted it with a lighter Jeez. and pulled the threads out of that um, to create part of the fixture. So I cannibalized the ceiling fan fixture, the what was hanging and what was attached and took the collar and left the collar on and had this thing. And I went to Lowe's looking for something, and I couldn't find anything, and their selection was very limited. In fact, I have that collar, which is part of what I used, but it still doesn't quite fit. So I sucked the light up really close to that collar, and you can't tell that there's a little hole there. There's about a quarter-inch rim around it that you would see. So right now, uh, and I'll show you a picture now, which I know this is an auditory medium. Uh, uh, Right. But... It, you guys can kind of see that you can't tell. No. no. No, that looks good. Right? Not at all. So I stripped the cord and rewired it into that and turned it into, you know, it's my Fucking little DIY project this, for the kid. This guy is crafty as hell. Um, so shit. that was just the the mother of uh, my, yeah. I don't know. That was just my tenacity because I did not want to get another light fixture. I'd already bought it. I, I hate shipping shit back. Right. And she liked the light. She's like, I like it. Okay. And then she's like, where do I plug it in? I was like, you're not going to. I need an afternoon. Wow. So I listened to 
crazy shit about who was I? You know what you don't know about me uh-huh. is I don't listen to a lot of game related stuff because I don't like to jade my opinion. I've been getting further and further away from game podcasts. Yeah, because I like to have my own opinion. Yeah. And what I'll do is I'll listen to old game podcasts that are like two or three months old. Right. So that I don't know what's going on. Right. So, you, so, yeah. so I have my own opinion. So yeah. I've been listening a lot to this humor or this podcast that's about creepypasta, serial killers, and weird murders. Yeah, because I, I've I've heard of these. Yeah. It's, yeah. Uh, it's a super popular podcast called Last Podcast on the Left. It's yeah. fairly obnoxious. Yep. So while I was putting this together, I was listening to The, the Tale of Ed Gein. Which, if you don't know, he's the guy that was grave robbing and created a breast suit that was made out of a corpse that was grave robbing while wearing a breast suit. Okay. It's a chest plate with boobs on it from a dead woman. Oh, okay. That's... He's pretty fucked up. That's uh, that's unique. And they're, they managed to pull on all the humor strings they can to make this stuff less gritty. Oh, okay. So... I mean, that's... That's what I was listening to while I was building this for the kid. <laughs> Wow. You are a unique individual, too, I guess. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's it's just interesting it's, to see how far it's it's more of, you know, my interest is not to the, I wouldn't write, the, like, these are monsters, right? Right. It's just, it's the fascination with how left somebody can go. Well. You know what I mean? You, it's like, how fucked up are people? The crazy thing is people are way more fucked up than you realize, and huh. I, me, almost 40, Finally, kind of hearing some of this stuff because this is the part of history you don't hear about in Christian school, which is what I went to. Well, I mean, yeah, right. And so you hear about this shit, and you're like, people are worse than stories. Yeah, like real people are worse than like no, we're fucking than monsters. the shit that we make up. Which is to me, that's a scarier thing is what's happened. I in mean, real life, right? yeah, you got Jason Voorhees here, and you've got like real life fucking Ed Boone there. Yeah, yeah. Holy so like, fuck, you know, you know. I mean, you got Freddy and you got Ed Gein, and I honestly think Ed Gein's way scarier than Freddy. I mean, yeah. Cause Same you with, can, like, Gacy or any of those other guys. Yeah, you, you can fucking, like, dream a good fucking dream and get Freddy away, but, you know, <laughs> right. or, or you could mulch fucking Jason, but not not you, but, uh, but <laughs> I mean, yeah. But just, that's yeah, weird. it's just, that was, that was my weekend last weekend was building that shit, and then Free Range Dog. Dude, Anybody sh- else got anything weird or obnoxious? I mean, weird. You know, I mean, you were. Tr- where did you go again? Like went Georgia to or something? Georgia. So yeah. I, I went back. Yeah. So this is how this fucking went down. Like last, you know, it wasn't last week. It was the week before. Uh, Thursday morning. I just get off of work. I have a fucking chiropractic appointment. Already not looking forward to it. Did because, you fart in that one too? Uh, no, I I I, I, <laughs> I suppressed it. I suppressed it. I mean, it a, was good building back, up, a good back crack can lead to a good anal discharge. I mean, <laughs> I can't it, make that a title, dude. <laughs> he remembers for sure. Did he? he? Yes, he remembers for sure. You're like, uh, he's that, like, all right. You're that. I need you to be forward. relaxed, but not too relaxed. <laughs> <laughs> it was just his way of saying it. Did he really say that? Oh, yes. So he, so he did be put, relaxed. Like, just be relaxed, so but he not didn't too have, relaxed. Like, the cheapo like 3M paper. Filter I mean, he could do that, but that wouldn't. I mean, he he he's he's not so on the nose guy. Um, so, he's got a little bit of bedside manner, right? Yeah, you know, he he laughs about it because it was like the thing that happened that day that set the mood for the entire day, and I became a running joke. So, um, <laughs> or a laying down joke, <laughs> or a rumbler. That was a. That was more like an earthquake, but um. 
it was that I got through the uh, got through the chiropractic. I'm uh, I'm laying on the fucking roller table, like you know the fucking roller tables, man. Those I fucking, love the fucking ro- those fucking roller tables. The are- traction table is amazing. Yeah. I mean, so I'm sitting there or I'm laying there. Uh, and I'm supposed to be on the roller table for like 10 minutes or something like that. So I get a text from, uh, from my team lead at work and he's like, so are you busy? Uh, can you give me a call? And I'm like, um, sure. So I give him a call and he's like, so do you have plans next week? And I'm like, um, I, I don't really outside of working. What's the situation? He's like, well, We've got this opportunity that just came available for one of the team to go to a training class, you know, all expenses paid uh, in Georgia, Alpharetta, Georgia. And I'm like, I've been there a couple times before. Uh, and, uh, and I asked him what it was for. It was for a brand new, like, brand spanking new uh pro, you know product it's a uh, it's a storage array for uh for HPE and uh that was really like i i like the new shit so fuck yeah i'm going to go right i'm not going to turn that down uh but he's like yeah so i'm going to need you to uh get on your computer and book your flight n- n- within the next hour <laughs> what? Uh, yeah, because you're flying out Sunday. <laughs> what? Um, so yeah, I uh, had to, uh, I had to get everything fucking in line. I had just before the chiropractor just went to the fucking meat market and bought like eighty dollars of meat. Like I, I was setting myself up for fucking like uh, a full week's worth of like homemade meals, right? Uh, and I had to put all that shit in the freezer <laughs> because there was no way I was going to get through it before Sunday. Um, and it was going to go bad. So I had fucking, I had to get through all of that and go through the whole process of packing my shit and, you know, getting on a plane. I fucking hate flying. I really don't like being away for any length of time. Like the last two times the training was good. I had fun doing it, but I did not like anything outside of the training, like being in a fucking hotel room and going out to eat every fucking day. Just it doesn't work for me because I like to cook. I I have to fucking cook for myself. Uh, I mean, how do you feel? Think I felt when I was in Vegas for a month? Yeah, I mean, that's it's it. You've, you you miss for that. four days is enough, right? Vegas alone just. The thought of Vegas makes my mind kind of fucking, you know, start exploding because that place is just loud lights, fucking people everywhere. It just drives me fucking insane. I like my <laughs> solitary confinement. Um, so, yeah, I, I went there. Training was great. I've met a couple, you know, a uh, couple other techs from around the country that uh, that were in the training with me. They were awesome. Uh, got a room that actually had a fucking kitchenette in it and I was making fucking, I, I, the other thing was, is I had to stay on keto the entire time. That was my fucking goal was to stay on keto the entire fucking time. You know how hard it is to go out to eat on keto? It's, I mean, it's already, 
it's already difficult choice wise, right? But the area that you know that Alpharetta is, they don't have a whole lot of <sighs> keto options. It's the South. I mean, you're yeah, you you have, you know, you have like fucking cornbread muffins and fucking all kinds of you know all all, all the Southern things, right? Yeah, there's there's a decent amount of choice there too, you know. But uh, so I basically went to there was a a burger place that did uh, lettuce wrap burgers, and I was like, okay, I can do that. Uh, uh, barbecue places, as long as I didn't use the sauce too much, I was like, I can do that. Uh, so I had some really good brisket, um, and you know collard greens. Fucking amazing. Uh, I, I never really even gave colored greens a try. It's a, it's a staple. Fucking, it's amazing. Got to be made right, but it yeah. It takes a while to make them right. I only yeah. know two people that make them right. But, uh, I mean, I had I had some decent food, and, uh, and, and I was looked at weirdly by my, you know, my classmates because I was going to Walmart or Whole Foods and buying food. Like to cook in the room, and they're like, "Why don't you just go out to eat? Why are you cooking?" It's like it's part of my DNA. I must cook for myself, at least a few meals. Right? So I was making some, you know, uh, I made bison bolognese over fucking steamed uh, steamed cauliflower uh, oh. and uh, you know steamed rice cauliflower and uh, you know broccoli florets. Fucking Parmesan cheese over top of that. <clears throat> like, it was good. I made enough each time for dinner that night and lunch the next day. So, I, I was I was set. I had to survive like six days there because I, I could only fly back on Saturday because of the, uh, the lateness in which I had planned the trip. So, I had an extra day. Uh, and, uh, I spent that last day, Friday was the last day of training, finished halfway through the day. Most people are getting on a flight at three o'clock. The flights back to Oklahoma were booked. I couldn't get a flight back. So I had to wait till the next day. So I said, what the fuck am I going to do with my time? What am I going to do with my time? What's, is it close to, is it close to Atlanta? No, well, Alpharetta is about uh, is like thirty minutes, thirty forty minutes away from uh, from Atlanta. Okay, um, you know it's thirty forty minutes north. Uh, so, I I don't want I don't I don't like going into Atlanta. I mean, nothing against that's, Atlanta. It's I just, think that's the biggest American airport. It's the the town makes Tulsa looks fucking tiny. It, it really does. Um, well, and the airport is ridiculous. Yeah, and the airport is ridiculous. Um, and I've, I've been through that airport like four that, times. Yeah, that is the that it's is the second worst. That is the second worst airport I've ever been in. I mean, I fucking hate Chicago O'Hare. So Chicago O'Hare is O'Hara. I'm not the, a big fan of O'Hare. <laughs> Chicago O'Hare is the absolute worst airport I, I've ever been in. I hate I hate O'Hare so much. Because uh, it because the computer that you book on doesn't give you enough time to walk two miles. Right. Exactly. You have to like haul ass. Like I well, 
I mean, you have to cover the same distances like in Atlanta or DFW or Atlanta is bigger. Atlanta is bigger than Chicago, and Chicago has trains. But if you miss the fucking train in the airport, you're so fucked. The problem is Chicago is Chicago O'Hare is quite possibly the worst laid out airport I have ever been in. Uh, It's pretty bad. Yeah, I I remember having to. Uh, to cover about a mile or so uh, in, in like, 10 minutes to get into the next flight through fucking Chicago O'Hare, the fastest I've ever been through that place. Yeah, and, and then you feel sweaty place. and gross when yeah. you sit next to somebody because exactly. you're not expecting to run with baggage. Yeah, because right. as, as soon as I got to the so fucking gate at Chicago you know that, O'Hare, it's like... That scene, that scene if you ever watched Home Alone... <laughs> You know, that scene in the first 20 minutes of the movie where the family's running, running. through yeah. O'Hare. Yeah. You actually do see that a lot. And it was me. Yeah, and it's like 500 people all running at once. Yes. Like, it's like because being trampled. They have miss, to go. Because they miss the train yeah. or an entire group misses the, misses the tram to go to the other side of the airport because of... You know, lines. Only so many people can go in and out of doors. The the worst part like, about Chicago here is that they have a uh, they have flights that have a forty five minute layover. Yeah. So the forty five minutes does not account for them taking their sweet ass time to taxi into the fucking you know yep. gate uh, and you know getting everything fucking you know set so people can get off and of course. People who have like fucking three or four fucking bags and eighteen yep. kids and fucking you know it so just takes a long time. Minute layover turns into twenty minute people, twenty minutes of people, ten, ten minutes. No, of like just people getting off the fucking oh, yeah. plane. Oh yeah, and then you hauling ass for another fifteen minutes to get to the next gate, and then just barely making yeah. it on the plane. Yeah, I that that was me one time. That's why whenever I fly through Chicago O'Hare, it's always a two hour layover because. Yep. I only ever get maybe yep. 30 minutes worth of fucking I'll waiting. Always take a two to three hour layover in O'Hare. But Atlanta, Atlanta I, I think that Atlanta's actually, you know, it's got a better layout. I know that me and Holly went to PAX one year and we went through O'Hare and we had a 15 minute window between flights at O'Hare to get off the plane. Mm-hmm. And like, no joke, we were running as fast as we could. Yep. And she had grabbed, I had a handkerchief on the back of my bag, uh-huh. and then she had grabbed it, and her feet were almost off the ground. I was running so fast. Right. And she is just trying to keep up. And it, was like, it was like carrying a small child. <laughs> she was just well, holding on for I mean, dear life, as I'm just like mosh-pitting my way through people to get to well, the next plane. <laughs> I mean, yes. The only, di- the only di- size difference between Holly and my 11-year-old child is... Chest size, <laughs> right? Like, so there's that. Um, <laughs> I mean, Holly weigh Holly doesn't even weigh ninety pounds soaking wet. I don't think. Uh, I won't say her weight. It's barely over a hundred. So yeah, <laughs> but so I mean, I I, I spent some time uh, just kind of hanging around Alpharetta because I had time. Right? I had I had a full fucking day basically. So. I said, well, fuck it. I'm going to go. I looked at fucking movie theaters because we had talked. We were still wanting to watch Star Wars. But, yeah. you know, this this whole fucking thing happened, right? Um, and I said, I've got time for a double feature, right? I've got time for 
you know, two movies in, in that day, be able to go back to my room, pack up my bags and be ready for the flight the next day. Uh, so I look around for movie theaters and the closest one was in a place called Avalon. All right. And I don't know if, if you, if you guys actually, live in or near driven, Avalon, I've actually driven through Avalon. Uh, I, so Avalon is, um, it, it is a unique place. I'm not sure if it's the same place you went through, but I'm going to describe what I, what I experienced. So Avalon is almost like a city block that the best way I could describe it is a city block that you walk through has large fucking like parking buildings. So you can park your car, but you walk the streets, right? And it's a full, almost a full city block of like really high end fucking fashion stores and, you know, really high end fucking food places like, artisan pizzas and uh yes that's the place uh when i went through there there was maybe like eight or nine people walking the streets and you know and whatnot and they had a big fountain in the middle and uh and um i chilled there for a little bit but i went to the movie theater it was friday so that was an opening day for a couple uh, a couple films um, so that's, I didn't know it's part of Alpharetta, Georgia. Yeah, it is part of Alpharetta, yeah. Georgia. It's, it's just like a little, little microcosm. It's, I, it's like a utopia inside fucking Alpharetta. Yeah. It it's, has its own fucking security force. It has cameras on every fucking wall. You feel like fucking big brother is watching you. There is a strict no smoking on any of the grounds anywhere. Uh, there is rules of conduct on the wall, so you have to follow these rules or you get kicked out of Avalon. Um, and it, it just felt weird. Like walking through that place, it, you know, people are walking through with like fucking designer jackets and fucking like made up and they're looking fucking like full-on fashion right and i'm walking through in blue jeans and a fucking red old you know hoodie <laughs> yeah it's a very small part i guess alpharetta is one around it right originally it was a village the total population of avalon is 213 people and they live in probably the most expensive apartments ever um I've walked by where they have the housing units for that place yeah. and the housing units are like fucking condos um, but yep, there it is, and it is perfectly bracketed. So when I say I drove through it, what I really mean is I drove on one side of it. Yeah. Because it is perfectly bracketed by two highways. Exactly. And that's why um, I say it's like one city block, you know, it's, yeah. it's kind of like an elongated city block, but they had a, you know, uh, they had a, a movie theater there and that was the reason why it went. Right, I was I was gonna go watch a few movies. Um, I made the poor decision of watching Doolittle first um, because that was the uh, the movie that was up at that point. Yeah, how uh, much of a letdown was that? Um, it was it was terrible. <laughs> it was it was it was absolutely horrible. <laughs> like not like I had to turn on the child brain to actually try to enjoy parts of it. Uh, so, I mean, 
I like CGI characters. I, I mean, I don't, I'm not off put by CGI characters and almost all of the animals are CGI, right? So, uh, I had no problems with, you know, with that per se. And that's probably the only parts that I didn't have problems with. Robert Downey Jr., I could barely understand him. Um, you know, he had a really fucked up weird accent that was not even genuine. Um, the supporting actors and actresses were stale, uh, to say the least. Uh, the, the jokes weren't funny. Uh, the, the lines were delivered weirdly. Um, there was a whole subplot that was just kind of thrown in there just to add tension for a questionable reason. I'm not quite sure exactly why. Um, the, the whole idea behind it was, I mean, unless you really care about spoilers at all. Um, but the whole idea was that the queen was poisoned by nightshade. And they that he had to go on a sea voyage to a you know to a mythical island to get the fruit of a mythical tree, uh, and then return it to so, the queen in like the span of about twenty days. So what you were saying is, if he was gonna do a movie post Marvel. This is not the one to do it, man. He should have done Sherlock Holmes 3. Oh, yeah. And not Doolittle. Oh, yeah. <laughs> I don't, fucking Robert Downey Jr. was wasted on that movie. Uh, it was it was weird how different. I mean, you've got Tony Stark on one hand where he delivers a fucking fantastic performance, right? And then you've got Doolittle where he's basically did it while, like, sniffing coke before each scene. It was weird. Like, he was not even... I mean... I wanted subtitles the, because I didn't understand what he was saying. It the, was bad. The absolute <laughs> peak of Robert Downey Jr.'s career. And then the absolute pit right I'm afterwards. Iron man. Right. Exactly. And then like, immediately after that... He goes into Doolittle and basically mumbles his way through the part. Um, I I don't know, man. It was it was the worst movie. It was it was so fucking bad that I. I mean, I heard that Velocipaster was a hit. I, I mean, could... Velocipaster probably would have been a better movie to see uh, on fucking like Amazon Prime. I think you can I get think... it for fucking you know a couple bucks or something like that. Let's just say a friend of the show Earl has been going on and on and on about it. <laughs> for the last several days as I've been talking to him about the loss of pastor. <laughs> yeah. He has shown me how cheap a movie can be made. Oh, yeah. It's, uh, it's cheap. So, it was like 35 k I looked so, it up. So would you say this is this was worse than the uh, campy 1967 Dr. Doolittle movie that we all grew up with? See, I, pr- I actually kind of like the campy one. You know, I mean... It, I mean, it was obvious that the animals were, like, super fake, right? Right. But uh, the the old style Doolittle, I'm fine with. I didn't like the, the newer ones that was done in the 90s and the 2000s. Oh, well, no. The ones with Eddie Murphy were right. crap. Those, those didn't even follow. I uh, mean, at least the 1967 one had a giant campy peak. Pink snail at the end. Right. I'm just saying. Yeah. Like. I mean, the, the, the crystal snail or whatever the fuck it is. But 
Yeah, and this this one, I mean, th- there was a scene that felt entirely tacked on to Doolittle that included a dragon. And of course, you know me, I'm like, oh, it's got a dragon. I'm going to have to see it now. Uh, Until you see Robert Downey Jr. pull bagpipes out of its ass. That, <laughs> that I heard follow- about that. Followed immediately by an entirely too long fart joke. Like, that happened. And I inwardly chuckled because it felt like it was really forced. (laughs) Like, I chuckled not because it was funny, but because, oh my God, I found a new low. (laughs) This was the worst scene in the movie. And it was just like, oh my God, they did that. <laughs> that happened. This is this is the climax of the movie, and it, it's punctuated with a dragon fart. <laughs> oh my god, this was bad. It was definitely not worth the fifteen bucks I spent on it. <laughs> that that's uh, it's really bad. Uh, so if you haven't seen Doolittle, you probably just got the uh, down low on it. <laughs> Are you? Did you see anything interesting after that? No, I um I. I was supremely disappointed with that. And when I got out of Doolittle, I realized that Star Wars had just started, like was 45 minutes in, and I did not want to spend another two hours waiting in Avalon because I felt really fucking out of place there. Uh, So I decided to, uh, I fucking left Avalon because that place was weird. The whole place creeped me out and I needed a vape. Uh, So... (laughs) Um, after, after Doolittle, I, I needed a drink. Uh, (laughs) it was bad, but I decided then to, uh, to go to my second favorite place in, you know, in, in the entire world. Uh, and, uh, I went to Fry's because when I I went, they were going out of business. Yeah. So I'm going to get to that. Um, so when I was in Alpharetta, it was about two years ago, right? Uh, and when I went to Fry's, I would literally spend an entire night walking through Fry's because they had everything. I mean, they had the stores was, you know, was just filled with tech, like all kinds of tech, you know, and it was, there was enough stuff on the shelves that I could look through it and spend hours going through all of the different little tech pieces and parts that they had that was like hard to find on any other shelf. And I'm like, this is really fucking cool. Uh, and I, and I enjoyed going through that place. Uh, so I decided, fuck it. I've got a few hours before I really should go back and pack. I'm going to go to fries. I walked into fries and I have never been sadder. I, it felt like walking through a mausoleum. Yeah, a buddy the of mine p- that lives in Bal- – so I, I haven't really actively gone to Fry's in, since I lived in Dallas. Uh-huh. Uh, it's almost 20 years ago at this point. But um, when I was living there, I built a computer from stuff I got at Fry's. Yeah. And I, a friend of mine that still lives down there was talking about the downfall of Fry's. Dude, what you see on the internet is – Entirely true. Uh, the pictures, I couldn't take pictures in the store. They wouldn't let me. 
Um, but the uh, the pictures that were posted on the internet of the empty shelves are entirely fucking true. Uh, the shelves are bare. They had zero computer parts. Like, zero motherboards. They didn't have any processors. They had maybe one, you know, one memory kit of RAM. They had no hard drives. They had, like, a couple Chinese fucking knockoff cases, uh, like, two power supplies, and a couple CPU fans. And that was it. Like, all of the computer parts that I'd seen there, they had an entire fucking wall. Yeah, like that. I just uh, literally look, if you look up Fry's going out of business, there are pictures on the internet of yeah. how depressing this is. I mean, they had an entire fucking wall dedicated for motherboards. And the saddest part about this is, is that the display stuff, like all of the, you know, where the prices would normally go and the shelves, which would, which was full last time I went there, like fucking fully stocked, were barren. And then I, I must have had like this face of shock and disgust the entire time I went through the place. It just felt like I was walking through a dead store. Uh, and it was accentuated by the fact that I went back to where their pre-built computer uh, area is. Right? I figure if they don't have computer parts, they at least might might have pre-built computers. So right? that, that means – so VentureBeat did a story on Fry's back in September of uh -huh. last year. And just quickly bounce off what you're talking about to show that they're lying – um, there was an email sent to them that said, we're in the process of reordering products and restocking shelves. More product in all stores in the next few weeks. Fry's not liquidating, and the products are ordered online are now shipped to customers directly from their local stores. Not going out of business or closing any stores except for Palo Alto, California. Um, no other plans to close any other stores. So right. I think that being four months old now yeah, is it's, probably the death knell. So, I mean, that, that right there kind of tells me, I mean... It's a recent change, uh, but man, I went through, you know, back to the fucking uh, uh, pre-built. They had three pre-built machines still on display. The rest of them were gone. Like they had fucking six full tables set up for pre-builts. And they had like, when I went in there before, those things were packed full of fucking, like, high-end gaming machines and fucking desktops and whatnot, right? Laptops yeah. everywhere. They had three, and one of their screens was so fucking badly damaged that the LCD was cracked and had, like, fucking, you know, it was obviously broken. But they were still running it and still displaying it. Hmm. It was so bad. I mean, I went... Uh, I did. I only talked to two p. You know, two you know of the sales reps there. The rest of them avoided me because I just had this look on my face. Like, I, I guess it must have been the look of disgust because I remember seeing the fully uh, fully stocked fries and then seeing it in this state was really depressing. Like, I have never been depressed going into a store more than I've gone into fries just this last week. Uh, and I talked to one person. I said, so what's the deal? What, why is there any, uh, isn't anything on the shelves? I mean, I remember this place two years ago. It was hopping. 
you know there was people in the store there was stuff on the shelves what's what's the situation so to explain what they're trying to do right now i pulled a story from january uh-huh. this year yeah and they're trying to switch to a consignment model where they're essentially what consignment means is they pay who they purchase the product from after mm-hmm. the product sells right so they just they sell uh, shelf space and get a commission off of it um correct you know the that's basically what the guy told me he said that the uh that the supplier that fries had before uh they didn't renew the contract on it uh they didn't have a supplier for a period of time uh and that the new supplier was there but they haven't really gotten a full shipment and to fill the store shelves so what that tells me is that the supply is a really rocky situation for them right now. Uh, and if they're able to get through it and restock the shelves, it probably won't have all of the really hard-to-find bits. You're probably only going to see the stuff that's going to fly off the shelves, right? Because they're not going to take any risks on you know, obscure components. And that was what Fry was, Fry's was really known for having that obscure component that yep. you could only find online, but you could go to a Fry's and pick it up that same day. There is something to be said. I mean, there was a time when Best Buy even had a better selection of that kind of stuff where yeah. you could walk into a Best Buy and build yeah. a computer. But, well, and right no. now you can get like one version of one of the parts that you need for a computer, Right, right. Right, you need like a relay or something kind of random or obscure for a motherboard. They'll have one version of it, but you won't have any options. Right. It's like they carry one of everything that you might need and a f- yeah. few options for the more common items. Like you'll get the f- five most uh, popular graphics cards. You'll get yeah. like six different configurations of RAM. Like it's all, they know that you can go to Amazon or Newegg and get exactly what you and want. And that's exactly the problem yeah. right there is the the... You know, those parts, those hard-to-find components are way easier to sell out of a warehouse than put it on a store shelf. Uh, and, you know, and they're more available. I don't available. think it's ever coming back. I mean, yeah. there's there's no reason to. If I can sit in my underwear, well, I can't anymore, but if I can sit in my boxer shorts right. and order shit online, like, why would I go to Fry's? And that's kind of the situation. Why would I put on pants and shop? That's kind of the situation, right? So the guy that I talked to about the store shelves, he ba- you know, he basically said... We don't know exactly when it's going to come back, if it's ever going to come back to what it was before. Uh, so that kind of told me that the retail space that they have, these stores, these uh, stores are huge. You know, the retail space for the store is going to shrink. I, I imagine that's the only way that they're going to make it look like the place is full is if they shrink the floor space. I mean, if they shrink the floor space to like my living room size, I mean that makes sense. I mean, they they still have enough. You could, you can, if if you can find a couple of good mom and pop shops in your town, right? Usually that ends up being a little bit better. Yeah. And honestly, there's a couple of places like here in town where if I need something kind of random, there's one that I know that cannibalizes computers that I yep. will get random shit from, mm-hmm. like a supply cord for my power supply, right? right. Or you like, could ask me because I've got them all over the place, right? Or like <laughs> there was one time I was looking for a replacement fan for Jess's boss's computer, right? And I knew the size. The one I ordered wasn't the right voltage. I went to this guy and showed it to him. And he's like, I got something. And we pulled apart a power supply. And he gave it to me for like $2. Right. And then I've got another one that sells a lot of general parts. We'll order stuff for you. And we'll, 
you know, I don't, I trust myself a little bit more than I do their techs because I'm a little more experienced. But, yeah. but regardless, this other supplier also has a decent supply of things for the mid range consumer of PCs. Yeah. You're just not going to find yeah. it, you know, find it in a big, the, you know, box store like the, fries anymore. The thing is, the, and I mean, Best Buy was smart. They moved, they moved away from it early. Yeah. It, the thing is, it, somewhere around, 2005 2006 ish you know i mean the 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 retail side of the internet started to explode right right we lost circuit city we lost we lost circuit city uh, usa and best buy said we are not going to go down with them yep we're gonna go big box only we are going to we are going to repurpose our storefronts so those that huge section in Best Buy that had custom computer components, right? Yeah, yeah. They shrunk it down to one aisle or two, one aisle, maybe two, depending on the store. And there's a bunch of mid to low range custom computer parts in there for your extremely budget mm-hmm. computer builder. Yeah, and you can also um, get like a twenty seventy in there. Yeah, well, occasionally. They don't carry high-end video cards very often. They can. You just have they to order can. them. But uh, if you're ordering them, I'm you might saying, as well buy them from Amazon. I'm saying in the storefront. Right. Very rarely do they carry them. The, you know, and that was smart for them. Why? Because they started just, they started carrying more exclusive products that were hard to find in other retailers, like all the different Mac versions. And they they still have yada, the diversity yada, yada. I need for different things, right? Yeah. Like, you don't go there to buy CDs anymore like I used to. Right. But, like, I was looking for computer speakers, and I absolutely wanted to hear computer speakers before I purchased them. Yeah. They still so have some I got some JBLs from there for about 150 bucks. that had a decent sub, and I was yeah. like, I'm satisfied with this. Yeah. I mean, it's almost loud enough for me. Yeah. I mean, I and because I can't really have a sub in an apartment, I I was looking for you know the you know the the Bose system yeah. works perfectly fine in my apartment. Um, it's just you know overall the uh, you know the whole fries experience is just it was uh, the only word I could put to it is sad. Like to to give you an example of how sad the state was, you know how popular. And how widely available Chromecasts are, right? You can pick those up at a fucking Walmart, right? You can yep. you, know, you can pick those up at pretty much any place that has an electronic section, right? I went you know went back there and I was looking for Chromecasts, Fire Sticks, anything that you know would allow me to do like streaming video to a TV because I mean I, I wanted one for my TV at home. Uh, and, uh, he said, no, we don't have any, sorry. I'm like, dude, these are like the most common consumer products. Chromecast, fucking fire stick, you know, what? <laughs> Roku. They didn't even have fucking Roku. Yeah, got all but a Chromecast in the house. Right. You know, it, it's like, you know, these things are really Common. Highly recommend bringing a Roku or Fire Stick or Chromecast with you when you travel. Yeah, I mean, just so that you have you know, your, your own ability version of entertainment. Yeah, yeah you can have you know you're not listening downtime. to fucking 
you're not limited to whatever the fucking hotel gives you. So I was really fucking like, I, I left there, went to the Walmart right next door and picked up a fucking, you know, Chromecast like that. Easy. Fry's didn't have it, but Walmart did. That shows you how far fucking Fry's has gone down as far as stock is concerned. So I, I I was just super disappointed. I got back, you know, got back, loaded up my shit, and came back here. I fucking, I'm like, I, I mourn fries because that was my that was a destination, you know, in Alpharetta for me. So now you're back from the daywalker schedule and back to the night stalker schedule. Flipping schedules twice in a month. I, I mean, when my parents came by, I had to flip to day schedule and then back to nights to go to work, and then I had to flip to days and back to nights. For this fucking trip, this whole fucking, like, I feel like I hadn't had a fucking weekend in two weeks. So this is my first fucking weekend off as far as I'm concerned. Um, So, I mean, I came back and I had, like, a hankering to fucking play games and shit. So I, you know. I, was, I like, saw you playing some games. You know, you're playing a game that I actually beat. Yeah. I went through and beat several games. Um, before I kind of jump into that, Jason, did you have anything go on in the last couple of weeks that was well i mean you got a device not, today there's not, that not really not really anything too exciting except for the fact that my wife brought me a nintendo switch home today. i mean it's fucking colorful That's i got the gray cool. joy cons and you got the fucking colorful joy cons yeah well i mean i can't be picky yeah well you can't for the price I mean, I got it for a hundred bucks. Yeah, it's not a bad deal. Not a bad deal at all. It's the two ninety nine bundle. So yeah. I mean, fucking. I mean, that's a damn good deal. Uh, he oh, yes. he said, bring fucking said, Switch games, and I'm like, I only have one that's physical, Zelda, and he's like, bring it, bring Zelda. That's a pretty good one. Yeah, I bring mean, me Zelda. If there's if there's any one fucking game for the Switch that you should entirely play through. Zelda is it. It is fucking yep. good. Um, I haven't really been overly wowed by the Switch selection of games, um, mostly because some of the games that you can, or most of the games that you can get for the Switch, you can get for other more powerful systems, and I've been playing them on more powerful systems. Yeah. Um, Octopath Traveler is fun if you like RPGs. Uh, but I still think it's a little overpriced at this point. I think it's still 50 bucks and that's, uh, uh, it's been out for well over a year now, so it should have gone down in price. Um, but yeah, it's, uh, you know, it's definitely, I, I use it less as a portable where you probably would use it more as a portable. So yes, I will definitely use it more as a portable. Yeah, so it's gonna it's In gonna fact, work well. My dock probably won't even get set up, like actually connected to my TV in my bedroom as much as just set up there so I can drop charge, the switch in it, and charge it, a charger. So uh, there's two. So things. I don't have to have something else plugged in next to my bed. Right. <laughs> there's there's two things that uh, that I would recommend for your switch. One, get a screen protector. Well, yeah, because I mean it is touchscreen, but if you put it in the dock, uh, and I'm not sure if the newer docks are, are wider than mine, but yeah. if you put it in the dock wrong, you can scratch up your screen. So get a screen protector. Uh, and the other thing that I would recommend is 
get a fucking uh you know pro controller. The Joy Cons are all right, but you have to be within like maybe five to ten feet or less. You know, yeah. uh, otherwise it'll start to not fucking pick up your uh, inputs. Uh, whereas the Pro Controller has a much higher range. So get a Pro Controller, especially if you're going to play in the dock. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, those are the two big things that I would recommend. Uh, and if you do play a lot on the go, you're going to want a good battery bank. Just yeah. so that you can charge it on the go. Oh, I do have a good battery bank. <laughs> All right. You know, just it I mean, needs to be it needs to be a pretty beefy battery bank. <laughs> it'll charge it'll charge my Note Nine three times. Yeah, it, it it might get it might get it close to a full charge on one. Yeah, you know, yeah. on the on the it's... switch. Um, but yeah, I mean, for that price, fucking a steal, of course. You know, definitely oh, yeah. pick that shit up because you know it, it is a really nice well, system. So they got it in my wife's store, right? And of course, items like this they don't they don't do it like the eight or five dollars or whatever, right? Right. They, Those are big box items. Yeah. Um, so they do sell them separately, either like through Facebook Marketplace or through a separate storefront, right? At higher prices. So we, when she originally told me about it, she said, oh, "I think they're gonna." kind of put it on the marketplace and kind of see what they're going for on there. Oh, well, you know, so I went, looked at the marketplace and I was like, you know, most of these are like 250 bucks. If they're anywhere near that. Right. I don't care to want it. Right. There's probably only three games total. I want for this right now. <laughs> right. <laughs> like, and one of those is for the kids and we're going to have to pick up a couple of pro controllers, be able to, even play those uh you're wanting to play fucking mario kart aren't you maybe yeah <laughs> i mean that makes sense i mean it, it it's right. it's a great party game um, um so uh, uh it's like if they want to go that high i, I said seventy five hundred bucks max right that's where that's where i'm at and so she hadn't said anything about it like in a week and a half wow and then she she surprised me with it tonight. That's fucking it's it's great. That's pretty cool. So, I, mean, I mean, yeah, that's I'm fucking amazing. Jelly. Yeah, and, I, yeah, because you don't have I, one. I no, immediately I, I immediately came over and like unboxed it in Justin's <clears throat> house because I was here early and yeah, like, Jason's been here ran the updates like an, and almost two hours before you got here. Oh well, yeah. sorry. Uh, I mean, you know, I shit. I didn't expect you two hours before. Yeah, <laughs> well. I didn't uh, expect Jason when I got here because I'd only been here for about 20 minutes. <laughs> yeah, he'd been here for 20 minutes. I was like, well, mm-hmm. well okay. But, I mean, I was already halfway here when I got done with dinner with the fam and yeah, yeah. Yeah. Because originally, Crystal and I had actually planned, we were going to, so the YMCA occasionally does this thing where you can pay them like 10 bucks per kid uh-huh. and they'll watch your kid for three or four hours, whatever. Right. Right. Hmm. But so our original plan was we were going to drop them off. Do they, wa- um, do they watch dogs? Right. <laughs> right. Um, drop them off. Um, 
you know, go to dinner, go to this, uh, uh, this bar that's here. Um, I forget the name of it. Hang on. Uh, called shuffles. It's downtown. Okay. It's board game bar. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I've heard of that. I think Earl's talked to me about that. Yeah. I mean, it, it's a regular restaurant too. So like during the day you can take your kids, whatever, right. You know, find board games, play them. Uh, but you know, after dinner time portion, it's more of a bar. Right. So our original plan was we were going to stay out till like eight o'clock. Then I was going to head over here while she picked up the kids and went home. Yeah. Yeah. She got to the YMCA late. Oh boy. They were already full. They're Damn. like, no moss. No moss. <laughs> So we can put them, children. We are at capacity with child. We can put them in the yeah. closet, and that's about it. <laughs> so, uh, so she, we went to dinner. She surprised me with this. We got done with dinner. I headed over here. All right, <laughs> started updating it and everything. Yeah, and then texted you and said, "Hey, bring it. Can you bring me Zelda?" Yeah. That's the only one I have a physical disc of, or physical cartridge of, or whatever the fuck. Be it honest, is. that was there's, the only one I was. There's plenty on there. In playing right away, I yeah. know with Spencer being in Tokyo right now, like he likes to play a lot of stuff on the train, mm-hmm. and so he's been playing. He got Witcher recently, and has been playing that on the train. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, handheld is definitely uh, uh, a lot more popular in Japan. So you know there's a lot more people well and you're Switch. sitting on trains a lot that yeah. makes a lot of sense definitely yeah. well and they have uh, uh yeah well and like i was actually watching a uh <laughs> amazingly when she started asking me about this i went and watched linus's uh uh review of the switch light uh-huh and yeah. they like it but it's it's just it's obviously cheaper. Right. Um, the, what, the battery life was the only thing that was really different uh, well, outside the, of the screen size. The screen is a, actually a significant downgrade. Right. Um, because when they went smaller, for some reason, they went with a lower quality screen, which makes no sense. Makes no <laughs> sense at all. Um, they could have easily gone with a bezel-less screen on it and kept close to the same size and been perfectly fine. Yeah, they wouldn't do that. Um, Nintendo prints money. Anybody, anything that they make out, of, uh, make they'll throw out there and they'll it'll sell. Um, but how they made it more portable though was they apparently took out all of the, uh, all of the hardware needed uh, on the motherboard for. Uh, um, displaying it on TV, yeah, yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, because you can't dock it. Right, so that's how they got the longer battery life. Gotcha, okay, yeah. Now, I, I like the ability to dock the uh, the machine because, I mean, it's one of the few things that I use my TV for. Exactly. Um, well, and I like the ability to be able to go purchase a pro controller and be able to use a pro controller with it. Yeah. I mean, you can uh, use a pro controller. Versus being stuck to Joy-Cons. I mean, the Joy-Cons are okay. They're, they're kind of flat. And they're, all, they're all right. Um, the button layout, I had I had to get used the, to the button layout for sure. Yeah. So the one thing I've quickly discovered is I kind of have to 
the right stick, I kind of have to use the middle of my thumb for, so yep. I can actually press the buttons yep. with my right thumb. I think that's the way that they um, built it. Uh, the Joy-Cons were built with smaller hands in mind, too. Yeah. Uh, so I felt but, like every time I was playing Zelda, I was really kind I'll of claw-gripping it. Yeah. The the one thing I will say, though, I, you know, when Switch originally released, one of the big gripes was the touchscreen functionality and being able to reach stuff. Right. I have larger hands. Yeah. I don't have a problem with that. Yeah. But it's, it's that's one right. thing they did say was an improvement with the Switch Lite. Is you can reach the cross it. I haven't used, uh, because I primarily play it in, in the dock configuration, I don't necessarily use the touchscreen features as much. I still have a screen protector on it because the dock can fuck up a screen. But yeah, uh, but I have it set up for uh, for mobile if I want to. I just never really played it. Like I took it with me to uh, to Georgia, and uh, I set it up, but I never really actually played it. You know, so it's fully charged, but never really played it because I mean. I had other things I was doing. You know, it was... It's not my preferred game, uh, game system, really. I mean, me being kind of a power snob uh, with... Right. You know, with um, with things, I don't like stepping down or downgrading my experiences as much as, you know, most people. Uh, so if I'm playing something on PC and then I pick up a Switch and it's you know noticeably different, like if I was playing Witcher on the Switch, I would hate it, absolutely fucking hate it because I know what it looks like on PC, you know. Right. Uh, so but if you're playing it in the woods, yeah, but if I'm in the woods, the kind of the point of being in the woods is to enjoy the fucking con- woods. Por- do portable things. Enjoy the fucking woods. De fucking you know you know pull the fucking plug once in a while de stress I mean sure the week in Georgia was uh was pretty much gameless the entire time but it actually helped me because when I came back I didn't feel like I needed to log into Destiny you know that was one of the things that you know that's happened before I went there or went on a vacation and came back. Uh, and that's how I broke my Warframe habit because I w- went on vacation unplugged for a week and came back and said, man, I really don't need to play this game. Right. You know, there is life outside of this game. So, you know, if I get super addicted to something, it's a good palate cleanser. Uh, and that's how I, that's how I handled it. It's what happened with me. So can we now talk about games? I've been waiting to get to it for about 20 minutes. But okay. All right. <laughs> I will tell you. Um, so, very quickly, the list of beat for this week. Yeah. And we're getting really close to doing Game of the Year. In fact, I think we need to have a quick discussion on breaking when that happens. Yeah. Because I'm thinking in an episode or two. Yeah. Because Game you know, of the Year has to happen sometime before. Because there's, there's a month ago. Yeah. yeah. Well, and life's kind of delayed ours. So. Yeah. You know, between holiday and this fucking spontaneous work trip. Yeah. Yeah. I'll tell you that I'm on the edge of beating Age of Wonders Planetfall for the campaign. Okay. And seriously considering buying the expansion. Oh, okay. That's cool. Um, Short version of that is uh, where the game falls or falls short is that it doesn't. 
Sometimes the battles get us so elaborate that it's almost better to go on autopilot for a while because there's so much going on and I don't want to spend two hours with the battle portion. Right. And so sometimes I'll just watch all the cool shit happen if I know that I got overwhelming forces and that's how I'll get lazy with it. Um, you know, like you play Civ, right? You just basically get more things that are more powerful than the other guy and yeah. that usually wins. Same kind of thing does happen. Like you figure out what units work best together and after a while you amass a huge force. And if you have five forces, that means you have 30 turns on your turn of movement or an action and everything else. That seems like a lot. And that's a lot. So I, at a certain point, instead of going through the whole battle, would just basically have a 25%. If I had a 25% advantage in my head Uh of what I needed, I was like, that's going to win. I'm going to have some casualties. I'm okay with it. I didn't name any of these characters. So I would just throw big forces at it, put it on autopilot, speed it up through the enemy turns, and put it on slow on my side, and just watch the fireworks happen because, you know, it's doing the turns in quick succession. Right. Or, you know, I would wait to see if the outcome was good because you can replay it once. So occasionally I'd fuck myself and be like, all right, I'm going to have to hit replay and play this one manually. Um, and then sometimes when and sometimes not, but now I'm committed. Uh, but long story short, it's like Civ... In a space setting, it's like remember Civ, Civ uh, Beyond Earth. Yeah, that right? train it's, wreck wasn't a total train wreck. It just wasn't very good. <laughs> this is kind of like if they mix that, and I hate to just use the term XCOM, but it's very XCOM on the battles. So where that was basically just kind of match enemies up together and just see who wins, which has always been Civ combat for the most part. Right. This turns into a turn-based battle. Like, all of the endless games, which is kind of in the Paradox universe, do this. Right. Um, endless, uh, the one for space battles, lets you kind of pick turns or auto-turn. Uh, the one that was more Civ-based lets you do the same thing. And I know this isn't the same thing, but it's also a Paradox game, but it is similar in this way. It does a Civ-style game in a 4X style, but also lets you manually do battles. And that, to me, is cool as shit. Yeah. And... Even if it's not quite on par with, like, an XCOM and gets close and you've got enough customization of the units. And I'm not talking about, like, the way they look, but just feature customization. So, right. like, I can add mods to these units and this is the thing, the effects I now have. And there's multiple races and abilities. So, it does this cool thing where you pick the race and then the race has kind of, like, their special unit types and things like that, right? And you've got three paths. You really need to commit to two or less paths to really get the best outcome. And when you do that, they also have different tech trees that you can pick per race. So you can pick completely different tech trees for them that have completely different outcomes for how you build their units and everything else. And there's like eight races, and then there's like more races that are added with the expansion. Oh, wow. And I've been about 40 hours down the campaign, 40 hours in a 4X game, right? That's not bad. And every campaign... Is not Civ length, right? You know, Civ takes you all through history, so it takes forever. Well, a campaign's a game, right? Yeah. It's a forty-hour game. Well, this does is is Civ on ADD. So every campaign like that is not taking course over centuries. It's just a strategy game that you play every map in about five or six hours. Okay. So if you've got a short attention span, or you want to play this in short segments. It works really well with that. So this is Planetfall. Okay. Um, so it's. It finds that, you know, the spot that's greater than a StarCraft game, but less than a Civ game. Yeah, and I will say, like, 
I know I could have gotten it. So the interest was peaked when I played it on Game Pass on console, and I was like, I don't want to play a 4X game on console. I want to play with the controller. The controls are fine, but I didn't want to play it with the controller. I really want to play it with the mouse and keyboard. And if I had just a little bit of patience of like a week, uh-huh. I could have played it for the price of Game Pass on PC. But that is a nice thing. It's a, it's a Game Pass game on both PC and console. Right. And if you have Game Pass right now, it is on there. Um, and I feel like I've 100% gotten the $19 that I paid for that out of it. Yeah. Um, it's, it's, it might be on my list this year. Wow. I really okay. like it. it. Like I said, every game's going to have some hang-ups, and it's hang-up is it's not quite as tactical as it could be. And part of the reason for that is you get into these really long battles that just, it, it's, there's too much going on. Right. Um, my, I just start to, I feel overwhelmed with the amount of time it takes a turn on an enemy takes, like even speeding them up, I'm just like. It's All taken right. like four minutes for a turn. The, do do your thing. Yes, I know you're going to kill that unit. Okay. All right. Yeah. You don't need to dance on them. Okay. That's cool. Yeah. <laughs> um, so I have three campaigns left on that game, and I'm quote unquote done with the campaign, but you obviously can play it like Civ 2 and just pick a race and pick a map and just go. Yeah. Um, and I'm looking forward to the additional campaign stuff with the other one. So I'm probably playing more of that. Um, on my beat. Well, I'll tell you what else is on my played list. And this fits in a weird spot. It could or could not be. I've talked a lot about Shortest Trip to Earth over the last year or so, yeah. off and on. Yeah. As being kind of a FTL-like game with a deeper layer in some places. Right. Um, it's essentially FTL with more colors and better graphics. More of like a flash animation style, I would say, is the closest approximation. You can manually aim your guns, which you can't do in FTL. I'm just kind of reiterating this because this has been several episodes since I've talked about it. Right. You can manually assign crew members. All crew members have the ability to level up. Um, all crew members have different sets of skills. Each of those skills apply to the different modules you have them operate. You can manually move, not, not completely manually move them around, but you can click move them around. So, like, if you get, just like an FTL, like, you can get invaded on your ship. You can assign people specifically for invasion. They've done a lot of tweaks since the 1.0 patch to make it work a little better. So there's two settings on every deal where you can save your crew member settings and you can live update if you want to do that really quick. But it's just two button clicks or one button click to set for like you set like combat mode and like explore mode, essentially. So in explore mode, I throw a lot of people in cryo sleep and set people to modules that do things for the ship. So I might set somebody to research, which gives me research fate points, which is part of the roguelike currency right and then i got some i might set somebody to basically print money or set somebody to grow food because you need food to survive and so there's more of those resources that you got to play with in this game than you have with ftl and there's more scenarios that are than are in ftl Um, the manually aiming of guns is pretty cool and the diversity and how you can rearrange structures is great because like they blow apart a gun you can diy craft a gun if you need to out of the parts that you have on the ship um, there's a lot of emphasis on the resource management side, and it's when I that finally clicked that I started making progress again. So you can pay off a pirate instead of fighting him, right? right. Because the resources it costs to fight him, like in repairs or r- ammo or whatever, may be greater. And I've learned my lesson a few times where it says pay this amount of money, and then when I get into the fight, it's I'm like grossly overpowered. And so I spend so much money or resources trying to repair my ship or get it back in working order, I never make it to the next sector. The idea is to go to every three sector has several pit stops, 
you get through all the pit stops, you fight a boss or complete a quest, and you move to the next sector. And then it unlocks ships and perk points, and you've got permanent points that you can put on your ships, along with stuff that ship specific, which you spend those roguelike points on, or, um, you know, different arrays or setups for each ship. Where they could do better is explaining what's currently on the ship so you understand what you have to work with. Right. But um, overall, like, it's really interesting when you're in the middle of a fight and you're like, Fuck, they just blew up my turret. I don't have uh I don't have a way of fuck, what am I oh yeah, I've got a spare turret or oh I've got enough materials to craft a DIY turret, so I'm gonna at least limp by the rest of this fight with this DIY turret. It's gonna take ten <laughs> seconds to build um while things are happening. It chucks trash. That's all that's all I need is a projectile, damn it. Yeah, well, I mean <laughs> I've got one that chucks food essentially, I guess. It turns it into I've got a gun that Runs off my food stores on one of the ships I've been using. What? Yeah, it shoots uh, like corrosive. It's a corrosive gun. Oh. And it runs off my food stores. Yeah, well, but I also it... got a garden on the ship that produces additional food. So as I'm moving, I produce. I actually produce more food than I can eat. So you just chuck freaking rotten vegetables at the, at the enemy. <laughs> yeah, and it never. So like there's deflection. Like you've got an accuracy penalty on it. So like your guys at your level up, it'll show like your path, your projector, your trajectory. Uh-huh. And sometimes we way wider than the ship. That's because they're a really shitty turret operator. And as they get better, you'll watch that spread narrow way down to where you can add individual modules and disable modules on the ship that you're going for. So like with FTL, you click on a module you want them to aim for. Right. This, you manually aim the field of view where you want it. You can pause it or slow it down depending on the setting you set it on. Huh. Oh, okay. It's a cool game. Um, on sale right now for 20 bucks. Um, Sweet. I've been playing it all week. Um Games that I beat, and I'm going to cross over with you on the last one because I know you want to. You've been playing Children of Mortar, right? Yep. All right, we'll go over that. That's a game I beat. Sweet. Um, beat Crying Sons, which is another game kind of like an FTL. Um, that took me a while. Um, I like that game a lot. So if you like FTL, I've been looking for things like FTL. If you can't tell, over the last year. I mean, yeah. I really liked Into the Breach. I really like FTL. I really like those that team. A really unique unique idea where Crying Suns is different. Is that yes, you have a grid, um, a map of the galaxy, right? You go to different hubs that create different stories for your characters. Those stories I feel like are more interesting than they are in FDL. They're less blurbs and more drawn out stories. So we're talking about a few pages of reading per story versus a paragraph. Yeah. Um, and there's different choices that you have on each of those stories. You go to these different planets. Um, three different mission types to send, or three different kind of things that play out. Either have combat with a ship or talk your way out of it or pay money or whatever, right? So there's a ship battle. Um, there's a ground battle, and the ground battle is not tactical like that. It just shows percentages for you to do things. And as you, depending on your character, your officer skills, depends on the types of things you're either able to avoid or conquer during the ground battle. And it just runs you through a quick storyboard of what's happening with them. And then you get the option to retreating with them, which means that your wounded may die, or you may come back with money, or officers, or, or resources, or whatever. And so, it's got that. And then it's got just like basic storyboarding, like, do you want to take the sick on board, or whatever you want to do. Right. But the short version is, is your character is reincarnated over and over and over again by these machines. Um, these machines all died in this sector, and they're able to clone the original officer, and so you're reliving this officer's life over and over and over again. And so you'll run across people like, haven't I seen you before? <laughs> yeah, didn't last time we fight you died? Things like that will yeah, happen. I thought you were dead. But oh. every 
there's yeah. uh, seven sectors, I think, and every sector has three mid little galaxies or whatever, and each one of those is about five interest points. And so fully beating the game took me about 35 hours. Um, not on a hard setting. This is on an easy setting because the game's not easy. Um, the fights take place on a grid, and you basically order... You have timers, like cooldown timers, so you got your turrets, and then you got your ships. And so the the hierarchy of how ships work, and there's all different varieties of ships, is fighters take out drones, drones take out cruisers, cruisers take out fighters, right? So kind of like a rock, paper, scissors right. thing, right? And the effectiveness of those ships versus of the other ships varies based on the stats that they have and the abilities they have. They all have different abilities. Like I had a cruiser that would fire a, a random shot at the the enemy battleship every 10 seconds. So I'd park it behind everything and just let it fire at the other ship and chip away at it. But typically what you do in the early game or in the when you first start that game is just try to get your ships across the map to take out the hull or the guns or the squadrons. Right. Uh, but in between you'll have squadron battles. And those battles are dictated by the metrics on each one of those vehicles, so right. to speak. Um, they're not gone forever. It's just they come back patched, which means they have like a half or a quarter health or whatever. Um, but overall, uh, the story was really interesting. Um, it's not voice acted. You have to read everything. It is one of the prettiest pixel graphic games I've played in a very long time. It is comparable, although 100% different to Children of Morta. Also an extremely pretty game. Um, so yeah, Children Crying Sons is only available on Steam. Children of Morta, though, is unavailable on Game Pass. Yeah. Um, but I've had that game forever. I kind of wish, you know, waited. Yeah, that's keep kind playing. of the... That's the theme for me. So this yeah. year is the year of me seeing... Does it come out on Game Pass in a couple months? Right. Anyways. Um, I was going to pick it up on, you know, on the uh, uh, the winter sale. Well, we're uh, on the lunar sale now. Yeah, and now it's on the lunar sale. But, but it's also on Game Pass. On yeah. both console and PC. Yeah, so I picked it up on, you know, PC Game Pass. Uh, and... What do you think? I I got about thirty hours out of it. Uh, I think it's um, it it's it's good. It's it's good for for what it is. I mean, I have. Uh, well, how many characters do you have unlocked? I have them all unlocked. Um, I, I'm up you... to the final boss, actually. Oh, okay. Uh, you know, so I'm I'm up, I'm up to uh, ooh or whatever the fuck the last it, guy is. Isn't it weird how they do the gameplay loop for the story as like you go back and then it, it starts explaining kind of what's going on? Kind of. Like it's... no matter what happens, it's it's queuing up the next story beat for the, the thing based on where you're at and how your yeah. progress. And, and I have... It, it feels like it's very rare that you come back to the house and there's no narration. Right. Um, it's happened a couple times, especially if you have a really short run. Uh, you'll come back and there really isn't anything going on. Um, but, uh, it is very, uh, it's very roguelike, uh, in that, in that way. Cause you go, you do a run with one of the, uh, uh, one of the family members, uh, and then you come back and you spend the, you know, the money that you picked up on that run to try to upgrade the overall stats for everybody. And then it throws the extra, extra bit in there of the, uh, the corruption, uh, you know, there's a corruption fatigue for each one of the characters. So you have to kind of rotate through the family members uh, and try to keep them at about the same-ish level so that they have... I ended the game with everybody at 19 through 22. 
Yeah, I I've got one character at nineteen, um, which is uh, the the bow character. I actually like that character the most, um, but uh, and though the character that I like the least is uh, Sword and Shield. I I fucking hate that sword uh, Sword and Shield. There is it, it's a one hundred percent different rhythm, and yeah. it's best played with a controller. Yeah, I, I'm I'm playing a controller. It does play twin stick style so um especially with the ranged characters um you know so i'll, I'll speak to that you know the dagger character actually can be really powerful once oh, yeah. you get it oh yeah i know and you can basically move backwards and hold down the attack in the direction you want yep. and constantly kind of dodge out of damage while you damage the shit out of everything yep and he gets faster the more hits he gets in oh yeah and at a certain point, you just like melt bosses with the dagger character like so fast. Yeah, I um, uh, uh, the the bow character is definitely the most steady damage character, but that dagger character is ridiculous. So uh, there's one boss I I forget exactly. Oh, it was the um fucking there's kind of like a scorpion tail boss, uh where he, where he throws out little scorpions across the field, uh and then will dive under the sand and jump up, you know, uh and attack you and. Uh, and I think he does some, like, uh, a poison swipe with his tail or whatever. I, I did that with Sword and Shield. Um, I did that with the fucking hammer dude, and you know how hard it is to fucking hit that that particular boss with the hammer dude because he's got a really fucking he's slow got swing. Um, so I spent the entire time, I fought this fucking boss for, like, 15 minutes, and all I would do is... I would run around, and there's a skill that you can get for the hammer dude where he does some damage while he dashes. You know, as the, you know, you normally dash to avoid things, but he can, like, kind of shoulder charge into things and do damage. Maybe you, get, you can get it up to 75% of your total damage or something. Right. So that's the only way I could damage this fucking boss. So it was a slam every once in a while, which is you know his uh, his Y ability or his uh, his active ability, uh, and then I would fucking dash through all of the fucking scorpions in a line and sometimes hit the boss, and that's how I had to fight this guy. It was basically dashing through him. Um, it was not ideal, uh, but I was determined to finish that boss with that particular character on that particular run. So I spent the 15, 20 minutes or so it took for me to beat him. Uh, and I finally did it uh, with like a sliver of health left. You know, I beat the boss with the fire girl. The last boss. The last boss you beat with the fire girl? Okay. Because it, when you upgrade her enough, she's got... So she stays stationary when she fires. But it gets faster and faster and faster, and the longer you don't get hit, you get, like, little tornadoes to go around you, and those help you mitigate damage. Yep. So that you can continue to keep that buff going and keep her just, like, rapid firing. Yep. You basically just throw a tornado and then back up and then just launch into an all-out assault of fireballs. And she gets pretty powerful, and she gets really face-melty when you get her in a good rhythm. Yep. And the last boss, I got him kind of trapped in a couple of spots, so you haven't played him yet, have you? The final boss? Yeah. Yeah, I fought, uh, I've tried him a couple times. I've got him first try with the fire girl because there's a spot. So, no, I'm telling you why. Like, after I almost died, I figured out the rhythm to what that was and when you could damage the boss. And the part where he's vulnerable, right? You yeah. got to get him to get something on him so that he gets vulnerable. You could just park her 
because you know where the damage is going to happen. It does it very well style, like like telegraphs where everything's going to hit. Right. When that's happening, you just get her on rapid fire, and then she just like slaughters him. Oh wow. Okay. Well, um, I... after it, like I almost died the first try until I kind of figured out what it was, and then I, with like twenty health, I managed to get him locked in place like four times, and then every single time where you get him locked in place where you can do damage, just unleash hell with her, and it was ridiculous. Yeah. I I'm I would kinda... assume like her or the, like somebody with high burst damage is like the best one for that. Yeah, I was uh, I did the best with the uh, the bow chick um, because I could kind of get into a little corner, <clears throat> and if I can get into the corner, her damage ramps up as long as she's not moving. Uh, so and her fucking arrows go all the way across the screen, so you can kind of like basically snipe shot that you know the fucker until he throws out his little minions and then that's when her uh her ability starts to fade because she can't deal with one-on-one and that's where the fire girl with her she's got an ability the tornado and she's got a decoy and they'll attack the decoy and then you can launch tornadoes and while that stuff's like group up on that use an ability like i had an ability that sucked everybody to the center Mm -hmm. so i'd suck everybody to the center and then just unleash on them real quick and Three seconds later, everything's dead. Right. Yeah. It's the the game is really fun. Um, it it is. Uh, it's it's definitely got the uh, the the roguelike feel to it, but um, it's not too roguelike, right? So like it, there are parts of it that got a little bit grinding. It was a good podcast game in parts where I was like, oh, my guys are a little underpowered, so I'm gonna play this mission a couple times with this guy. Yeah. And, you know, you don't really need the narration. But the cool thing about it is for every character you move into one of the dungeons, different story beats appear based on what characters you have in there. True. So you're going to run into, oh, I'm rescuing this animal that's for the house or I'm rescuing this robot or, right? And then it's fully voice acted and it's voice acted pretty well. Yeah, it not n- not necessarily bastion level voice acting but pretty close like it still has that you know storyteller feel to it um you know that was made by like a little iranian team yeah and it, I, it's I, pretty crazy i mean yeah, it's, it's a really tiny team that made that they did a really damn good job with it uh it's it's got an interesting flow to it i kind of got sucked into it um I think I started playing like maybe a couple hours before, uh, before I went on uh, on the trip, uh, and then I came back and immediately started playing it again because uh, it was it was just that good. I I don't know. Every so often, I like the twin stick. You know, I like the. Uh, it, it's it kind of like feels, a mix of twin stick shooter and Diablo and it, a roguelite. It feels quite like. It, roguelike because you end up getting different power-ups that reset on every run. Um, and, of course, the gold to upgrade your character is very roguelike. Uh, but it feels kind of like a mix of... Well, the it's kind of like Gauntlet and Diablo together. That's a, that's a good mashup. And because, then on top of that, it has some of the best pixel art I've seen in a very long time. Yeah, a lot it's pretty good. really large color palette. It's dense, not it. It's built like a sixteen bit, but there's like sixty five billion colors. Yeah, it's, it's, it's super colorful. Of, it's got a lot of colors to it. Um, I I wish that the characters had maybe one s- step closer in the pixel resolution because 
they don't necessarily have a whole lot of like it's not overwhelming detail you can still tell that each character has got an individual style to it right so you can tell what character you're playing but it's not necessarily like a high res version of pixel art no it's just there's a high color palette right. to the pixels it's like it's like if super nintendo it's like somewhere between Nintendo and you know, it's it's easily Super Nintendo. So I'm thinking Dungeon of the Endless as far as like the uh, yeah art style wise. Art Dungeon style. Of, Dungeon of the Endless is very close. Right. It's because they didn't have like a defined face. You can't really tell yeah, that. Yeah, but, but it's like a single pixel eye and single pixel nose kind of thing. Right. It's it, that's about the same uh, resolution as far as pixel art is concerned. Which is fine for me. I I was perfectly fine with it, but the effects are better. Like the effects themselves, like the fireballs, uh, they have a much finer resolution for the fireballs, so they look, you know, they really, look they, everything pops really well. There's yeah. a real good sense of contrast on things. Yeah, so it it really does, you know, it does work well. I'm not sure if it's like, you know, it's probably not like the best game, but it's. Uh, still a damn good game, and for for the price of Game Pass, for sure. Um, Honestly, for me, it's it's probably one of my picks this year. Yeah, it's. I uh, had a lot of fun with it. It's it's all right. I, I kind of wish that the game. I mean, it's got a lot to it, but I kind of wish there was even more to it. If that makes sense, like there was. You got to realize that eight people made that game. I, I know, but like, if there was more to I wanted more to it. I don't know. I I've looked at it like a gauntlet almost. I mean, I kind of felt that I felt like there could have been more levels. I'll give you that. Yeah, because there's only th- like three main areas and a couple bosses, you know, and for me the the where those games really shine is in the bosses. Like the you bosses know. are there's a lot of mini bosses too that kind of pop up. That yeah, those they've are got these like weird elites. like, well, not even just the elites. Like you'd run into a challenge room or something like that. It would have something unique to it that yeah. you had to beat that had its own health bar and stuff. Right. Those, and there was that are... whole side story where you go into like the random like pocket dungeon and you'd go through and haul ass chasing something until you got to the end. Yeah, yeah. yeah and then I've seen you that. could go back and. I would go back in the pocket dungeon and try to kill all the elites and make more money that way. You'd like quadruple your money by doing that. Yeah, there, there's a couple of different strategies to get through. You know, get a lot of uh, a lot of upgrades, uh, and I feel like I need to do quite a bit more in the form uh, in the way of upgrading uh, before I can actually you know really. Did you do the more of the the gold upgrade? I maxed that out. The Gold upgrade. I it need makes to a actually, huge difference. Yeah, I need to make a uh, make an effort. I've so got, like, at the end with that gold stuff. upgrade, that last level running the last level before the last boss, mm-hmm. um, I could make forty seven thousand k per Jesus. run usually. Jesus, I was I was making like ten k, and I thought I was good. No, no. So like you could buy multiple upgrades, like right. the high level upgrades that cost like ten or eleven thousand off a single run. Damn. Yeah, so, so I'm nowhere near fucking ready for the, uh, for the last boss. Uh, I don't, that's a skill check. Like I said, if you were getting close, you could probably beat it. It just depends. Do you want to play more of it? Then go for it. Yeah. It's it. I mean, the game's designed that you could you could max out every character if you really wanted to. I was just interested in progressing the story, so I was pushing through pretty hard. 
Yeah. Uh, and and only grinding of, in parts. Kind of, you know, moving through uh, through that, it was kind of, uh, so Children of Mordo was, you know, highly recommended from you, you know, by you. So I said, fuck it. It's, it's on Game Pass. Let's give it a try. Uh, and, you know. It's easily, it's. It's, it's a damn good game to pick up on Game Pass for sure. Um, but, you know, coming back from, uh, from the, uh, from the trip, I, I only ever loaded up, uh, Destiny to visit Xur. So, uh, and, and I really haven't felt the need to continue playing that since I got back. Uh, so I basically been a week or more, two weeks or more that I haven't played the fucking game. Uh, and I've been keeping up on the news for it, but that's, you know, it's just log in, checks or log out. Why do I continue playing this game? So I started exploring my Steam library. <laughs> that's what I'm doing right now. I'm trying to, so I, I've been uninstalling games as I get through them. Mm-hmm. There's a couple that are going to sit for a while, and that's because I realize that I'm at a point where I don't want to play that kind of game for a minute. Um, ex- except for Surge. I do kind of want to play Surge. But, um, I realize that Revenant, Remnant from the Ashes, is a game that I will eventually get back to. Uh-huh. But I have been the run that I got has the new boss in it, and I was trying to watch videos on how to beat the new boss. Uh-huh. And everybody has like fucking like laser beams and all sorts of shit, and all I have I don't and all sorts of cool abilities, and I'm just a punk with his basic ass abilities. And I don't want to grind and grind and grind to beat this. It's the guy that complete that continues to divide and divide and divide. Oh, um, and I don't have the shit to beat him. Yeah. So if that's the first time going through and you don't have a lot of the guns are upgraded, uh, yeah, you're probably best to just re-roll. The problem is, if I re-roll, I may never get him for a while, and I and that's fine because you for. For that, uh, what I'm saying is, I've been playing that and Dark Devotion, which is a similar game, but just in a 2D style where it's a mm-hmm. extra difficult fighting game. And I've realized that right now that's not on my palate. Yeah. And I'm not going to beat it before game of the year. doesn't matter at this point. I'm, I'm not even looking at game of the year. As I, as far as where like... we're at right now is exactly where I need to be for game of the year. Right. This is where I had my enjoyment last year, and it's a review of last year and not trying to push through some stuff that I wanted to talk more about. So I'll have an opinion on Remnant. It just, I don't have enough of an opinion to call it a heavy weighing opinion. Yeah. I, you know what I, I mean? Can, I'm I, just, I, I can weigh I, in on it. I'm right, because you're the only one at the table that beat it. And I think it's probably if I'm like, I couldn't play Dark Souls last year, I couldn't play Sekiro. I know a lot of people like Sekiro. Mm-hmm. I just wasn't in that groove, and I just can't get to that groove right now and i know it so i've decided to move on for the time being and keep that as something when i get back in the mood to play that again yeah sakura is going to be one of those things that i have to really want to sit down and put myself through yeah like um, a lunar sales going on i almost bought blasphemous and i was like i don't I'm not, I don't want to just buy it to save it for later. I don't want to play that kind of game right now. Right. And I'm kind of the same way with Sekiro because Sekiro is like 35 bucks right now. Uh, and and I feel like I could probably wait till the summer sale. Uh, and maybe it'll go down a little further than that. Uh, because I'm not really itching to buy that game and play it right now. Um, 
Well, I've got a wedding to save up for, so I'm yeah. kind of in a place where I got to be smart about when I spend money. There's that for sure. You know, I'm you know I'm trying to kind of spread things out a little bit. Um, you know, as far as as far as games, um, I really wanted to actually get into uh, Monster Hunter. The kind of the kind of the idea was to come back from uh, from the trip. Uh, and get into Monster Hunter. But while I was on the trip, I've been keeping up on the news. And when Iceborne hit PC, it basically broke Monster Hunter on PC um, because of DeNovo and the fucking DRM actually causing CPU cycles to go fucking crazy. Uh, people were losing their save files, uh, which. Oh, you don't want to do that in a Monster oh, Hunter game. That's God. too many hours. Oh my god, if I lost my fucking save file on Monster Hunter after like, you know, fucking hundreds of hours of I know, building. like me and JD got like 200 hours in Monster Hunter World. Yeah. Like, yeah. if I lost that save file right now, be, I would just, I would never, I would, you would I would be so mad at that disc, yeah, like I would just skip it across the pavement. Yeah. You'd break that fucker, because, I mean, that would be, that's, that's like... You know, having your fucking WoW character deleted because you put about, you know, put a lot of fucking time into it, right? So, you know, it's, um, it's, that really prevented me from actually loading up yeah, the game. You know what I'm going to try? Huh. Outward. Outward. I got that for, yeah. I got that for 14 bucks on, uh, I want to say Black Friday sale. Yeah. Is one of the things that I bought. It feels like a game that, is kind of out there, a little bit weird. Seems to have pretty decent reviews. Another just, you know, kind of Skyrim light type game. Yeah. And is that the backpack game, if I remember correctly? Something like that. It's, it's outward is kind of like, you know, you walk in the world and you have a fucking, you know, you have to find like backpack upgrades and fucking, you know... Um, I don't know a lot about it. I've just been looking for a sale, and I've almost bought it like several times. And I saw for the price of like fifteen bucks, I was like, I can't turn it down. Right. It was an RPG that released last year that's super indie. That's kind of like a you know, I want to say like a Skyrim style RPG. I say Skyrim very loosely, just yeah. open world adventure. Yeah, I'm lo I'm I'm looking at it, uh, looking at it right now. Yeah. Uh, if if I remember correctly, and, I, and I'm going to have to look at uh, look at it and break and you know, be it's actually sure. fifteen ninety nine right now. Yes, sixty percent off or something like that. That's the kind of that's what I got it on last um, time. If if I remember the reviews, the early reviews correctly, it was basically like you want to get the best pack a backpack you can possibly get, uh, and it's kind of a slow start. Um, you know, but once you get into the rhythm of how to deal with, you know, uh, you know, backpack inventory and whatnot and, uh, and the combat, uh, it's a genuinely enjoyable game. Um, I have not played it obviously, uh, but fuck for 16 bucks. I mean, it, it might actually end up in the cart tonight. Yeah. It just, it looked really interesting. And this is one that I've had a, on my, you know, it's it's a deep silver game. It's doesn't really have a lot of bad reviews. It's been pretty universally liked. It's just kind of odd. Yeah, it, it it really does. If it's if it's what I think it is, it's just 
you know, getting a good backpack. I don't know why I keep coming back to it because the backpack is the thing that really kind of stuck out to me is in the reviews because they were like, you have to have a good backpack. I'm like, what? This is a weird fucking game. You know, your your success is based off of you know, the quality of your backpack. Uh, but apparently it's a it's a it's a big game, a big thing in the game. Uh, and just from the images, I can see that the character, it's, you know, backpack forward, as, as they say. <laughs> right. Um, uh, but yeah, I, I want to give that a, a, a try or at least see what, uh, see what you say from it. Yeah. It's kind of the next thing. But I mean, you can't uh, pass up a, like a 16 buck, a $16 game. You know, once games get to like 60% off. Uh, on a sale and you're kind of interested in it, it's probably worth picking up anyway. That's how Steam libraries are built. <laughs> right. Yeah, 800 strong. They, the only person I know that has library I do is Trent, who buys everything, I feel like. Yeah. That's true. <laughs> so, and then while you guys were playing all that. Yeah. So, apparently along with this... Um, Mortal Kombat 11 for the PS4 came into the store. Oh. So I got that as well. Fuck you. I it mean, came into the what? In came into the store the... that my wife works at. Oh, yeah. hell yeah. I so can... I have Mortal Kombat 11. I've played a couple hours worth. It's a good what game. kind of deal did it you get on really that motherfucker? Game. Five bucks. You bastard. <laughs> Absolutely a console game. And then... Uh, um, thanks to Games with Gold, finally played all of Telltale's Batman. About fucking time. Include the, including the one after the Bruce Wayne thing, so Batman 2 or whatever. It's not really Batman 2. Whatever it is, it's the second, a, second Telltale game for Batman? Yeah, it it's not really a whole second game, so it's called Shadows Mode. It doesn't come with the free version. Oh. So does it um, not have the continuation of the story? It it does in a sense, but it doesn't. It's not like much. So they, <laughs> it's more like they added additional pieces they thought would work great with the with the original game they built. Okay, but really, it's just kind of more of a reskin and a graphics improvement and for the original. Gotcha. Okay. Game. And that's like twenty bucks. I'm not spending twenty bucks for a game I'm playing for free. Yeah, I hear you. Um, but God, I love that. Yeah, I, it's a good game. I played I, through that in two nights. Yeah, I mean, compared to other Telltale <laughs> games, it felt like it had more action to it, right? I that is the second most enjoyable Telltale game I've played. Yeah. Okay. The yeah, first Wolf one being us. Wolf Among Us. Yeah. Wolf Among Us was um, was it's pretty amazing. Yeah, pretty good. And I mean, I played uh, uh, played through the first two seasons of The Walking Dead, and I was like, eh, meh. Yeah. I, really, I like The Walking Dead. The story. I mean, the story is good for The Walking Dead, but I feel like it's kind of clunky. All, yes. All around, from the action pieces to story. Etc. Wolf Among Us and 
Batman Telltale is much better. And I, was, I played the first couple episodes worth of Tales of the Borderlands, yeah. and that's not even... No, I, I've, I've, yeah. I've got through two episodes as well and decided to put it down. Yeah. yeah, I mean, I actually enjoyed it less than I enjoyed Walking Dead, and that's saying something. Well, that, I mean, I never picked up the Tales of the Borderlands or anything like that because I wasn't really inter- you know, interested in it. Um, well, I got the, um, the didn't it, first. Didn't it come for free on Games with Gold or something like that? Yeah, or? it came free Games with Gold a uh, long while ago. Yeah, I, I mean, you know how long I've. It was probably a couple of years ago now, I think. Yeah, you know how long it's been since I actually turned on my you know Xbox know. and then it fucking dies on me. Uh, <laughs> um, so Probably I, all the dust. Yeah, probably. But really, uh, other than the couple hours worth of moral combat i put in last night i mean batman telltale's like really the only game i played last couple weeks yeah i played uh, a little bit of grim just because work was yeah really crazy yeah i like i like grim dawn yeah so i mean you, you gifted me uh grim dawn you know uh i forget you know exactly when it's probably it's like, it's like a palate cleanse to diablo yeah and and that's kind of the thing i was like uh you know what fuck it I gave Grim Dawn a try right around the time that you, you know, gifted it to me, and I was totally enamored with Destiny Two at the time. So I was not in a mind space to actually, tr- you know, give it a real go. Um, so I only got to like level five and said, "Yeah, no, nah, I'm not, I'm not into this right now." Um, but yeah, I uh, I gave it a little bit more of a try this morning, or yeah, it was this morning, uh, and. Uh, that's actually pretty enjoyable. Uh, I'm I'm up to like level ten where what, you can do a uh, dual class. What kind of class did you pick? Uh, demolitionist, and now I've got the uh, option of doing a second class, which I'm not quite sure what I want to do. I think I did a demolitionist and a wizard, like a cultist or whatever the fuck it is. And basically, I was like shooting exploding skeletons or something crazy like that. It was ridiculous. I I mean, it's gotten to the point now where um, using you know ranged weapons and the fucking ranged weapon shots are exploding. Uh, and yeah, I, like went down like a damage. necromancer path plus the demolitionist. And I don't know if that's a real class. But that's kind of the fun of that game is you yeah. just kind of make it up as you go, and you can, and you just kind of get into a rhythm. You're like, I like that spell. All right, so how do I make that spell overpowered? Just right. keep pumping points into it. Okay, that seems really cool. Yeah. Oh shit, that doesn't work. I'm gonna respect. <laughs> yeah, uh, and I'm gonna. I'm trying to uh, trying to get into it because I mean it is very much like a Diablo clone, but uh, you know it's got enough uniqueness to it that I can probably get into it. It's been a while since I played Diablo, uh, and I needed something different. Um, I'm really kind of waiting on Monster Hunter to fix its shit so that I can actually play it on PC. Uh, but uh, until then, I am definitely going to be branching out uh, into different games. I know it's gonna it's probably something that you wanted to hear for me since I've That's talked a- about Destiny Two for two months, three months now. So it doesn't matter um, um we play what we want to play and I, I i'll tell you when we get to the game of the year episode whether it be this next episode or the one after it i think you're gonna see that 
we kind of did a deep dive into some very specific games. Um, and this is really the first year we had kind of multiple times where we had about 10 days between releases because life happened a lot in 2019. Yeah, yeah it did. Uh, we managed to keep the show together, continue to do it fairly, you know, fairly reasonably, but there definitely wasn't 26 episodes in season 10. Right. It's, it's it, probably closer to about 20 episodes. Yeah, it was... Uh, it was kind of a you know a, a rough recording year. Uh, the game releases for you know for you know 2019, while the there was some good ones, there wasn't some mind blowingly good ones. Uh, so it was kind of hit and miss. There was a really fucking long dry spell uh, in 2019, which uh, we had to kind of weather. So. It was, uh, I mean, I, the whole reason why I picked up Destiny was because it was right at the beginning, you know, right near the end of the dry spell, and I was just like, fuck, I need a game, <laughs> you know? Yeah, and you're going to, it's going to be a really interesting, I think, uh, game of the year. Yeah, uh, and man, am I looking forward to 2020 because there's some fucking hits coming this year, so. I'm looking forward to some weird indie titles, and there's going to be some things that I continue to play this year, like. I, I want to finish MechWarrior. I really like MechWarrior. Yeah, and, and I want to give MechWarrior a try. I mean, I, I haven't really even, you know, looked into... It's, it's the grind. It's, you know, it's as grindy as a Warframe. Right. Well, but it's I'm the fine. gameplay loop is fun. It is the... It's a great podcast game, but it's also a great game to just listen to the the k- kerplunky, yeah. nice, chunky noises. It's a game to annoy the piss out of your neighbors if they live close. Uh, uh, you can definitely do that at night. Yeah. Or uh, turn the some, fucking some really, up. Some really good headphones and listen to the sounds. Yeah. yeah. The soundtrack is trash. Just going to throw that out there. Well, you can make your own fucking soundtrack. It's, I always it's, it's like Japanese hair metal or something. Oh, well, that's fine. <laughs> I, I could turn the music down and fucking turn my MP3 collection up. There's like all the six fine. tracks for the entire game. Oh, uh, yeah, that and the voice acting is abysmal. All right, so I'd turn both of those except things the, down. the Adam Jensen's characters in that a couple of times, which yeah. is kind of he plays Adam Jensen. Oh, okay. That's yeah, weird. He's not really Adam Jensen, but he's exactly like Adam Jensen. Okay, that's the voice weird. and everything. It weird. just yeah, you're gonna hear it in a few places. Interesting. Okay, that's neat. Um, yeah, it's. So, ooh, I may have to. You may <laughs> have to what? <laughs> so I'm just looking around. Best Buy has the Mega Man X Legacy One and Two Collection Bundle. For yeah. twenty five bucks for Switch for Switch that's not bad. I'm you, you're gonna to... want you're gonna want the Pro Controller for that though, because yeah, you need some precision. This, that D pad is not meant for those not me- meant... for those pixel jumps. Yeah, <laughs> so because you... you know how Mega Man jumps like he's got like he's wear like he's wearing like three backpacks like he just he hops and immediately falls down for the most part. Yeah, the gravity is pretty high. Um, uh, yeah. But yeah, I, every time I've played the Mega Man Collection on PC, uh, I have always gone to the traditional D-pad to play it because a joy, you know, a joystick does oh, not yeah, work very well. Joystick does not work. Yeah, you're talking about missing individual pixels and fucking up. Yeah, and you get the control that you need from a from yeah. a D-pad. It's weird. Well, I mean, the games it, were built for the D-pad, so... 
They're meant for you to press the forward button only so many times to get to the lip of the edge to jump. Or just doing the double press to dash is really hard to do on a joystick, but easy to do on a D-pad. Yep. So, you know, it's it's worth playing on a D-pad. Uh, but yeah. Let's uh let's go ahead and uh and take a bit of a break. We've we've had a really long first section here. So. Yeah, I'll let the let the ass hold outside. All right, we'll be back. Oh boy! Oh yeah! At least you didn't whisper it this time, Jesus. <laughs> yeah, I didn't whisper it. Do you? Uh, in, a, in a little bit of humor, I just wanted to kind of bring this to light. And if you have kept track of uh, social media, you've probably run across that if you're in my circles. Maybe. Uh, San Antonio, Texas woman was just trying to make an honest couple of extra bucks by selling homemade tortillas. Huh? Accidentally went viral because uh, of her rolling pin. Oh, yeah. So on Facebook Marketplace, she was using a big purple dildo <laughs> to make her homemade tortillas. If I remember correctly, the word Durex is clearly visible on her quote-unquote rolling pin. <laughs> yep. Uh, totally is. That is way bigger than a tortilla. That is a giant-sized cock. Um, I wonder if it left little weird indents. <laughs> I, I like my tortillas veiny. I was about to say, I like my tortillas with veins. <laughs> oh, my God. How uh, could apparently, you... it vibrated as well. Oh, it... <laughs> Yeah, there's somebody That's not a who... a dead giveaway, right? Yeah. Oh, my God. Seriously? She was calling it a vibrating a vibrating rolling pin. Oh, why would you need a vibrating rolling pin? Uh, I uh, think part of that's the joke. I mean... <laughs> But she thought think, it was real. I don't know. All I know is that it did appear on Facebook Marketplace. Okay. I, I mean, I, I wonder if some somebody. somebody's kid saw his mom rolling tortillas and when she left, took a picture of the dildo next to the tortillas and said, uh, I'm selling these on Facebook Marketplace. But, I mean, it's possible. Now, the other the other thing is, is hey, I bought tortillas from this lady last week. And then this comes out with a whole new picture with uh, with the rolling pin still in the picture. That's like, am I sick? Nope. I'm, okay, I'm, well, fuck it. I'm, I'm already past it. I'm just not going to buy more. I, I'm just, uh, now I'm questioning every every product I've ever bought, ever. <laughs> um, I, I do have to say, though, uh, from the looks of the picture, uh-huh. It probably made a pretty damn good roller. I'm <laughs> just saying. I mean, it's not XL. It's not XXL. It's triple XL. This thing so is it's like a, a baby arm. <laughs> it's it's a little bit bigger than a baby arm. It's uh well, you know, I mean, you don't know how big the the tortillas really are. If those are hand sized, I mean, that's pretty big. If those are like, I'm thinking taco size is what she was. Well, street taco size is pretty small. Oh well, true, but street, street taco is a little bigger than the bottom of your cup. But if you're making like tortillas, normally you uh, you make them in like large taco, small burrito size, my, right? Uh, my mom made homemade tortillas, and they're about 
four or five inches across. Uh, I mean, it's uh, a lot that, of those. That, that, what do you that think jives. I got to the weight that I got to right now? I was eating shitloads of homemade tortillas growing um, up. I mean, there's there's nothing wrong with that. Nothing wrong with homemade that at tortillas all. are fucking delicious. They are. Um, so much different than store-bought, let me tell you. you well, so you much just, more substance to them, too. You, you I, just don't I'm roll just them out saying, with a silicone I, roller, I'm just right? saying that as long as this thing was as washed long. the way... As long as this thing was washed the same way you do any other cooking utensil, who the fuck cares? Um, well, it vibrated, so it's electronic, so it's hand-washed. It had to have been. Uh, I mean, I, I at still least feel like I hope. A, I feel like it's a prank. I, I think I it's do. a prank, too. But still, I mean, it's... A bad April April Fool's way too early. I, <laughs> I, I I don't know. It's the best time to do it. I have way before April Fool's. I have, I have I have not a whole lot of like experience with these particular tools, mm-hmm. uh, but you would think a rolling pin needs to be firm, right? It needs to be able to roll out the dough firmly. So, so it depends on how dense your rubber or silicone is. You are sitting there speaking like I'm just uh, saying. I'm, I set him up so uh, hard for that. No, the only <laughs> the only reason phrasing still a thing. So phrasing is still a thing, but the only reason I say that is my wife actually found one, and she asked me she whether uh, whether yeah. or not we had a use for it. It it was <laughs> a silicone rolling pin, um, not shaped like a dildo and a. I thought we were still talking about dildos. I thought we were talking about dildos, too. still have a use for one. You need to, like, make good transitions here. Otherwise, nouns are important. Yes. It was a blunt cylinder, and you were meant to just roll it like this, so there were no handles on it, Yeah. I mean, there's... there's, So, I mean, I will say I have frequented many adult store, Mm -hmm. and I can imagine that there are some dildos that would be dense enough... To perform the same function. I'm pretty sure. I I mean, if you go back about 150 fucking episodes, I talked about Thor. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And, uh, yeah, uh, you could probably make a good pizza dough out of that one. (laughs) I mean, just saying, just walk into Patricia's. I'm sure you could find one with ample size. Yeah, but you don't want the weird marks it might leave. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Thor oh, would there definitely... are some fairly smooth ones out there. To get us off dick talk, <laughs> please. To, to transition Jeez. away from the length of conversation we've had with oh. this hardline commentary on dick talk. Oh, my God. Um, there's a lot of people have been playing Witcher 3 recently, which we've already brought up because uh, of the show, right? Uh, yeah. And there is a mod... That uh, puts Henry Cavill's face on Geralt. Dude. And it looks pretty close. Yeah. I mean, uh, I think CD Projekt Red actually tweeted something out like that. Yeah. I I really kind of want that game on PC now just so I can do that. I mean, it, it looks all right. I mean, uh, there was uh, there was a couple of news outlets that actually had that mod installed and started playing it because there was some question as to... Uh, how well it would, you know, how well the face would perform uh, in the cutscenes? Because what I watched I mean, you... it look damn good. Yeah, I mean they did a pretty damn good job on that. It's it's basically just a new facial actually, texture. Actually, some of the mouth movement 
actually looked more natural. Yeah, yeah that's in possible. In places. Yeah. I mean, uh, um, hey, this has been a, a pretty big resurgence in, in The Witcher. I mean, fuck, I even got the uh, the audiobook. I, you know, just to fucking, you know, say, hey, this is the source material. I'm going to fucking go I, back to it. I will say this. I was extremely unsure of the Henry Cavill casting. I, I think we all are, but I, I mean, I and look that, at this in game. Isn't that just crazy? What? That's the yeah. Cavill mod in game. Really? I mean, yeah, that's just, a that's a cutscene. So, I mean, you could pick. You know, you could see that. That's not bad. No, it really. It's a really well done mod. That is not bad at all. I will. Like, say. it almost looks like it's just part of the game. Yeah. Um. I. There's I there's parts of. Uh, the Witcher 3, though, that there was one thing about The Witcher 3 that made me really like Geralt was the inclusion of a beard. I don't yeah. know why, but that fucking change made all the difference for that character. Especially the fact that it grew over time. So it does actually show the beard. Yes, growing. It, it does. The beard grows. The beard still grows. Sweet. It's, it's his face. Okay. And, That's definitely a mod that you would want to do if you're a and, fan of and, the Witcher series. In really short news, um, there's been a – it's definitely not confirmed, but there were some fans that were tweeting at Mark Hamill to play Vesemir if Vesemir came out. Oh, yeah, yeah. And he um, said, I don't know who the fuck that is, but, but it sounds yeah, like I'd do it. <laughs> definitely something I should do. Yeah. But there's been no official but, no, casting call for official. Vesemir or but, Mark Hamill. I will say, but this. I would. To- I've oh, got- yeah. There's now a mod for Mark Hamill as Vesemir. Of course, if you haven't. <laughs> I mean, I, most no, wait, everybody's. No, I, I don't know if there's a mod. I think there's some comparison. Qu- uh, there's me- a comparison picture. That's there's for sure. a comparison picture. Yeah. Um, I will say this: if you haven't, if you're one of the very few people that haven't watched that show yet, Cavill was the perfect casting. Oh, of course, he fits a. Yeah. He fits that character so much better than he did Superman. Uh, so much better. Yeah, yeah he, me and Jesse were talking about, like, can we have just gotten a Cavill Batman for the last Batman instead of Batnips? Dude, like, Cavill Superman, Cavill Batman. I mean, like, he plays all the parts. <laughs> it's just like, it's his well, movie. <laughs> he's, a, I mean, you look at the guy, he's a naturally brooding dude. Dude, there you go. Right? There's Hamill as Vesemir. Seriously? That's amazing. Oh, yeah, for sure. I mean, maybe a little little shorter on the beard. On the maybe. wizard beard there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, but, yeah. Um, no, no, no. The, the thing is, is with Cavill, I went into it and I'm thinking, okay, you have to kind of turn the Superman mind off and yeah. let him play Geralt. Like... It took I mean, the first episode, and when he went into the fucking bar and basically did his first Geralt groan, grunt, whatever the fuck you want to call it. I mean, he the, tonally had it. Yes. He just like- In the voice. Just, yeah. It was just low, and you just- I, It was less actually, is more. Right. Exactly. Actually, it was surprisingly close to the- to the voice actor in the video game. It's surprisingly he, close. He went There's back a, to the fucking video games because he's a big fucking gamer. He went back to the video games and got the uh the 
the vocal cadence so, from that. You know who else could do Vesemir? Edward James. Edward James almost. <laughs> I actually I was thought, on the same wavelength. I uh-huh. actually thought of that the other day. I was like, you know, I wonder if they could get him to do it. Oh, for sure. Fuck yeah. That's like almost perfect. He's almost a mirror image. Yeah. So we get Edward James almost as a good actor. Mark Hamill is also a great actor. And cast him as Vesemir. And there we go. We've got our Vesemir. I mean, yeah. Either or could has the he, features and the and, chops. And the chops to do it. For, for sure. Yeah, uh, the, the only the problem only, I have with- The only thing I worry about with almost huh. is the physicality. They're both the same age. Uh, yeah, but... But Vesemir really didn't fight so much uh, outside think, of that one fucking, you know, the one fucking scene now, granted, in the game. That, that could have just been the part, but you remember how stiff and old almost looked in the last season of... He's 72 years old. Yeah. I mean, the thing about Vesemir, though, is in the show... They wouldn't be up to the. They would be nowhere near Witcher three level as far as like story wise. They're four oh, yeah. years apart. Mark Hamill is sixty eight years old. Luke Skywalker is sixty fucking eight years old. I now feel really fucking old. Um, no, it's just there. Vesemir would more be like the the teacher father figure. Oh, you I know, get and that. and he, he probably wouldn't ever actually pick up a sword in the show. <laughs> He would just continue to, you know, be that wise, you know, the, the wise witcher that's there to kind of like, you know, be there for the other witchers, be there for Geralt and just kind of, you know, try to be the, like the grandpa figure for, uh, for Siri, you know, so he wouldn't ever really actually do anything outside of maybe some training moves to teach Siri some, you know, some sword fighting skills. Outside of that, I think that that's all that physical that you would need, uh, and I think both uh, both of those actors could do that uh, for sure. Fucking Mark Hamill, because I mean, he's already used to swinging a stick around, right? So, <laughs> well, and um, for for as little uh, sword sword play as he actually performed for the last for the uh the last jedi's filming right um he actually said he lost quite a bit of weight and got back into a really decent shape the only problem i have with mark hamill actually stepping in as vesemir is the comparison pictures compares his older luke skywalker to vesemir which to me being a fan of both of those you know both of the series I would then just kind of transpose, oh, my God, Luke Skywalker's in this universe now. Right. But you the know, things that Mark Hamill can do with his voice. I understand. He can do a lot of really fucking good things with his voice, but it's the look that they were looking for. Yeah. And they he would have to actually change the look to fit Vesemir and try to lose the old Luke Skywalker you know, vision. Well, yeah. And that would be that would be the challenge for Mark Hamill, whereas uh, whereas almost would be able to pick it up like easy. All you have to do is just get a beard, and that's pretty much it. So he'd he'd have it, you know. It's just whether or not he can actually deliver the lines, which really not that hard for him for, anyway. For him, yeah. 
So, I mean, yeah, fucking, I'm I'm definitely down with it. The uh, Witcher definitely needed this uh, this series to succeed, and I think it's uh, it's done a fair good job at it. Uh, Just you know, looking at the the reaction to. Uh, you know, in the gaming space with Witcher 3 becoming popular again uh, and the mods starting to flow back into it and, you know, people getting into, uh, you know, into favorite actors for, you know, for these scenes. Uh, that's, that tells me that it's, it's doing really well. Oh, yeah. So, you know, oh, yeah. and, and it's a rare thing to see something that a lot of people think of as, you know, a video game character, but really is actually first a literature character that was portrayed in a video game and seeing the marriage of the two worlds, like, you know, Geralt in the books is a little different than in the games as far as how far I've gotten in, like five hours of the audiobook. So halfway through the first book, right? Yeah. Well, and you have to remember the games are actually set after the, uh, all of the writings in. Oh yeah, yeah, and and that's yeah. the thing. But he still has a different way of speaking, you yeah. know, in in both. So, uh, and I think that, uh, uh, Henry actually did a pretty damn good job of melding the two. I'm just, can, I'm just glad he didn't fuck it up. Yeah, it's he did a pretty good job. He He's fucking happy. sold me. It, I loved it. He he. Uh, not only did he do a damn good job, he enjoyed the fucking character, and you can tell. Oh yeah. So, but he himself is a pro- professed uh, PC gamer, and actually said that he'd already played a ton of The Witcher Two and Witcher Three prior to even being uh, you cast for it. Can you uh, imagine being a fucking gamer that a is fan also of a game, a fan of a game. That's also an actor and then saying, hey, do you want to play the part of one of your favorite characters? Sign me up. Fucking I don't care if you pay me in peanuts. But not only that, <laughs> it, as big as Cavill looked as Superman, he looked bigger as Geralt. Yeah. Well, he he didn't have to wear a fucking skin tight fucking contoured he, suit. To, he so. looked imposing in that armor. Just saying. I will say, um, moving along to talk about some other things a little bit more game related <laughs> yeah. too. Um, a really random story that I want to get to that I found on Pen Live, which is a Pennsylvania uh, pub or published paper or yeah article publication or yeah. publication right there we go. There was a there's Words. a dude in Pennsylvania that has done several civil suits huh. that said his rights were violated when he was muted out of an online video game. It was uh, ruled by the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Third Circuit should deactivate the latest lawsuit filed by serial litigator, a person who I'll not name because he's a jackass, uh-huh. um, claimed in a largely handwritten lawsuit that Jagex Inc., and somebody might look them up to see what they produce. Written lawsuit, got it. Based in the United Kingdom and several Chinese firms, violated his rights to free speech and due process of law when he was muted out of an unnamed streaming game in March 2019. Unnamed streaming game. So he claims that he has 2,000 hours invested in the game when he was booted out. He was denied. Is it RuneScape? Is it? RuneScape. Okay. Are you shitting me? Is that their biggest game? Yes. Okay. It's probably RuneScape. So he was denied his appeal. Um... 
without being told why. Um, Muted out. Okay. He sought he sought damages for whatever the jury saw fit, um, which they also promptly denied him. Of course. So, um, being uh, banned in a video game does not violate your free speech rights. So, mute, muted out is that the same thing as a ban? I don't know. I'm maybe not they quite just, sure. Maybe they just one of they just revoked his chat privileges. Is that so? And he was going. He was going for. Uh, in violation of his free speech rights because he wasn't able to speak or communicate in a in, in an online for, you know an online game. I mean, yeah. So I mean, that shit happens all the time where you get chat bans and fucking games because you're a jackass and you fucking like or racial slurs or yeah, whatever, racial right? slurs, fucking you know, or you know, you're constantly swearing or fucking doing something that's gonna you know you know, cause issues with the player base, a fucking admin fucking chat bans you. You're still able to play the game. You're just not able to chat. True. Is that, that that's obviously, you know, litigated right now. There's fucking, there's court documents now stating that being chat banned in a fucking video game is not an infringement of free speech. <laughs> Like, shut up, you jackass. Oh, my gosh. So free speech, I mean, I I don't need to go through it, but the fucking, you know, the basis of fucking free speech is, yeah, uh, you're free to speak, say whatever the fuck you want, (coughs) but if you're in a private forum, you can be shut the fuck up. Yep. It's the government can't censor you is the whole fucking point of free speech, guys. Exactly. So... (laughs) Moving on a little bit into rumor territory. I can censor you in my territory. Yeah. I mean, if I, if you guys fucking, like, if I sat here and fucking bleeped out every fucking word you said, technically, you know, technically I'm censoring you. I'm not still, I'm still not infringing on your free speech. (laughs) So moving on into rumor territory before we spend too much time on this. Um, it is oh, God, rumored that the new Xbox yes will have a Windows mode. I saw this. I was right. I was right. I fucking called it two weeks ago. Now, granted, it's not. That's not something that's been confirmed and probably won't be until closer to launch. Oh but, man! So the the uh, idea behind it, to the rumor is the idea behind it would be that the. Xbox will be able to actually boot into a separate Windows 10 partition. I knew it. Uh, which would basically allow you to install and run other apps like Steam and fucking ah oh my god I'm so happy Epic Store. <laughs> I'm so happy. Yeah, Epic but you know, Store so is a big thing, right? But I at think that that's point, how... it basically becomes a budget gaming PC. Exactly, which I think's great. I think it's great for Steam. It's great for Epic. It's great for Xbox. They sell their machine. If it happens, right? They sell their machine. You can play your Xbox games. You can play your um, Game Pass games for PC and on Xbox, and your Steam games and your Epic games. And you have the option of you know, hooking up a keyboard and mouse to the machine. And it's going to have you know it, because it's built off of that you know that Windows 10 base. It'll still it'll have all the fucking drivers available on the machine to be able to do that natively uh you can you know it opens up 
uh, a number of different ways of being able <laughs> like to play games. Like if they games. just open a different a another partition of Windows that's set for optimized for Xbox. Yeah. Like you know what this also fucking brings up. You know what this also allows is not only would it allow for you know Windows uh, mixed reality headsets, but it also allows for fucking pretty much any other you know you know VR setup. You know, mixed reality is probably the maximum I would say would be would be available. With the amount of uh, USB, USB port? ports available on it, well, actually, I'd say probably mixed reality. Yeah, and you would have to spe- uh, specifically set it up because I did look at pictures of a leaked, uh, you know, back shot of the panel uh, where all you know, like the I/O is, uh, and. Uh, there is only one HDMI out uh, on the back of it. That is actually something I like about mine is having the I can watch TV and then go back to video games thing. Right. So it didn't have it doesn't have the pass through. The now, pass through thing's kind of cool. Now the pass through was kind of a uh, uh, a new thing for the Xbox. For the current- for a little while, I was watching my. You know, my subscription TV service and using right. Connect to change channels. Right. You, you mean you could still do, you know, you could do that with, you know, with the Xbox. Now my Connect sits in my closet somewhere. In, in, in the box of sadness and dead things. Um, the, but not having the pass through, I think it's okay because the idea behind it is uh, the original, uh, the, the current version of the Xbox was supposed to be kind of like the entertainment your media system. center. Yeah, your media media center. So you can kind of pass everything through it and still access your it's subscription. The limited services. availability of USB ports. Uh, I was a little bit lazy in my latest setup, uh-huh. and I have to unplug my PS4 to plug in my TV. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, I just have a setup where I have everything like clipped together, so I just unplug one, and it's still there. I have to go searching for it, and then I plug the other one in. Yeah, HDMI switchers are probably the best bet for that type of situation. Uh, you say that, but the cheap ones don't last forever. I'll well, that much. that's why you get the quality ones. Right. Uh, the Who wants to spend 80 bucks on a switcher and you can spend 10 in the last two years? <sighs> Whatever. And then you got to switch <laughs> HDMI ports. The, um, the the thing about the back panel is is that it's uh, it's the test model, so develop you know it's, it's right. from the so dev kit. The end so you product never know. could have more. Who knows? Right. Um, There's a lot of delays that are that have happened recently. There are. Um, so delayed indefinitely is uh, Dying Light Two until they give us an update, and that was the one written by the guy that's done a lot of RPGs. Uh, blanking out because I'm tired. Um, but I'll tell you in a minute if I can think of it. But anyways, um, Chris Avalon. Okay. Uh, noted writer for Sh- uh, Old Republic. Right. Writer for some Fallout stuff. Writer for a lot of stuff. Yeah. Um, in- the indefinite part is... Pillars I mean, of Eternity is an Avalon thing. Yeah. The, uh, the indefinite part is kind of... Uh, they felt like the quality of the product they had at this moment was not ready to ship and didn't include the features that they wanted, which I'm fine with. If you say, it ain't ready, we had a really cool premise and it didn't work out the way that I wanted, I'm okay with them saying. I'm, I'm okay as long as, as as long as I still get the product at some point. You know, the um, Dying Light 
not necessarily my cup of tea. Like, but I'm you not played a big... the original for a while, didn't you? I, well, I mean, I played it through. I, I finished it. It's just, it's it not... was a fun concept. It's yeah, it's just because of the parkour. I think that I mean that yeah. was the uh, the the big thing for me was that it was different enough because of the parkour. Yeah. Um. But I'm not a big zombie guy, so I really don't fucking. I'm I a big really RPG care. guy, and they're really trying to harp on the RPG side of it. And I'm with the strength of the writer behind it. I feel pretty good about it and the right you know and the story itself was not a bad story for a zombie you know zombie but that was actually situation. what they said was the weakest point of their game really? and they got a much heavier hitter avalon's a way heavier hitter i mean i'm pretty sure he wrote torment which is chapters of shit yeah yeah so yeah. i mean if they if they think that the story was the weakest part of dying light uh then i mean that's still a pretty goddamn good game yeah, they went to the degree, and I won't rehash this too much. Cause I want to talk some about some other things. But long story short, they were the big premise in a lot of the previews of this was like major choices change the whole cityscape based on what you made. So, for example, like there's a part where you end up like flooding a whole district of the town to side with another faction. Uh-huh. All the quests that are now that would have been available had you not flooded out are now gone. That whole segment of the story is completely gone. You've altered the path of what you want to do in the story, so now you're choosing a whole different segment of the story. Kind of like when Wasteland 2, but scaled up, Wasteland 2, you picked different groups to kind of side with and different missions to go on. You picked those groups, you completely wiped out the other groups, and you had a completely different set of circumstances. Yep. But... Along that, you got Cyberpunk delayed till wait late this year is what they're tentatively saying. September seventeenth, uh, basically in their letter on Facebook, um, CD Projekt Red basically said that uh, they weren't going to make the April release date and moved the launch date to September seventeenth. I can respect it um, more so because they said that the the game's complete and it's playable. Um, but the Night City is so massive and full of different stories, content, places you could visit, uh, that just, it created a sheer scale and complexity, uh, that they just need more time to finish playtesting, fixing, and polishing. Um, and that they want Cyberpunk to be their crowning achievement for this generation. They need to I, make that happen. I mean, that's... I mean, these are the guys who gave us two genuinely great games in the last 10 years in both yeah. Witcher games. Yeah. I mean, you, you, Witcher 2 was great. Witcher 3 is a fucking masterpiece. Yeah. yeah. And and, they're and not if they be... top that with Cyberpunk, that's just... They've just put themselves up there as like a... Up there with like, you know, people who created Mario Brothers as far as... The Pantheon? They yeah. have... They have a... You know, they have a bar that they've already set with basically The Witcher 3. Uh, like, even uh, The Blood and Wine is probably the bar that they're looking at. And they want to, you know, they want to achieve greater than that. And Blood yeah. and Wine was really good from what I heard. damn good. I mean, I haven't played it, but I, you know, but I heard it was the best iteration of The Witcher 3, you know, you know put out. So, if that's the bar... 
and they're wanting to exceed that, and it sounds like they're doing a damn good job of it internally. If it needs more time to cook, fucking cook it for as long as it needs. Yeah. You know, I want that game to come out, and I want it to blow my fucking socks off, because exactly. I'm looking forward to that fucking game, and I would be highly disappointed if it was you well, know, and you know, to get it right, you're going to have over 100 hours worth of just it's going to blow Amazing. my fucking, I, I feel like right. it's going to blow my fucking socks off. And I really don't want to fucking like overhype my mind to it. Like for the most part, for the last year, you know, I haven't really been thinking about cyberpunk because I really don't want to overhype myself for it. Yeah. And then another one that I was disappointed to hear about, but Hey, if you're going to, if you're going to make it right, make it right. Crystal dynamics is most people know has been developing a, Avengers game. Uh-huh. Um, they've officially delayed it from its May 15th release date to September 4th. Uh, much for the same reasons, fine-tuning, polishing, etc. So, I'm it, kind of on the fence with it. I'll just see what if it's a good... Well, I don't know if it's a beat-em-up. I don't know what it is. Uh, it it is supposed to have a, a, story, a story campaign and a co-op. So it seems more like a beat 'em up. It's going to be well. I mean, these this is the developer that gave us both really great Tomb Raider games. Okay, but it's not going to play like Tomb Raider, Tomb Raider no. with the cast that it's got. So I mean, no. just the Avengers themselves, I cannot see a you know a game like that. So for. Uh, because of, for the same reason you said, don't know what kind of game it is. It was never really kind of on the radar. Uh, so if they need time to you know to make it work, I mean, with a Marvel, you know, property, they need to make it work right, uh, especially with the Avengers and it being kind of fresh in people's minds over you know because of Endgame, uh, that has to work right for them. You know, so give it time, you know, take whatever time you need. Cause it, it wasn't on my radar. Uh, so it was on mine just from when I heard about it. I mean, it's Square Enix and Crystal Dynamics together. Yeah. Um, and, and there's some chops there. Uh, you know, the, uh, the, the thing about Marvel games is, I have not really never f- really been a good one. Yeah. I haven't really found a good one that I really enjoyed. Like the, the closest would probably be Spider-Man and that's about it. Um, that, and, and, and that's, I mean, that's yeah. one game, but the, <laughs> one character. <laughs> the exact style of the game, they haven't exactly said all we know is that it's an action adventure, whether that's a, a beat em up or more RPG. Like we don't know yet. Uh, I don't know that there's a whole lot more out there right now. Yeah. I mean, we're at the lull. Uh, we've got a lot of delays. We'll see what happens. I know, like, Doom is another thing that I'm looking forward to that got delayed as well. Well, uh, it got delayed, but uh, there was a uh, uh, there was an event where they got a lot of uh, content creators together in Australia uh, and let the content creators uh, play about two to three hours and record their gameplay so that they could put it up on YouTube. 
Uh, and there are quite a few different views of, uh, of Doom Eternal on YouTube right now. So if you're interested in seeing what the game is shaping up to be, uh, those are pretty good cross-sections. I think they only gave them like maybe a couple levels to play. Um, and considering that game is supposed to be about 35, 40 hours long for a Doom game, that's a fucking long-ass FPS. Like Maybe that's the other game out of play. Just get it out, get it Doom back 2016. fresh. Yeah, just get it fresh. Yeah, I mean, it's a game that I keep going back to. Um, the, uh, the idea behind it though is, uh, there's quite a few different things. You can, it, it runs off of kind of like a hub ship that is hovering over earth. So he keeps going back to the sub ship to do upgrades and whatnot. Uh, but goes still locked the, in at March 20th. Huh? <laughs> yeah. It's still locked in at March 20th. There you go. Uh, the, uh, you know, there's different places to uh you know to go to and apparently there is a part of the ship that allows him to tap into and take control of demons so there was gameplay of him playing uh, or of somebody playing as uh one of the fucking skeleton dudes with the rocket launchers on the shoulders um i forget the name of it uh but it was Really interesting to see that because that's exactly what's going to happen with the invasion. Uh, right. If you're playing multiplayer online and you want to invade somebody, you'll have an empowered demon that's played by somebody else, uh, you know, that invades your fucking game and, you know, gives you some harder target to fight. Um, another thing that I saw from the, you know, from the videos is that you can, uh, you can target specific body parts on the demons, like the mancubus with the two fucking big guns. Uh, you can shoot the fucking arms off, so he has, you know, he doesn't have a uh, a ranged attack. He has to come up to you. So there's there's different gameplay bits that can be gleaned from these videos. If you if you want to see or get a little preview of it. That is uh, widely available on YouTube right now. Uh, it's it's looking fucking. It looks fun. It really does. Yeah, I'm looking forward to this. I need to I need to play that again. Oh <laughs> uh, yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I'll plug in the headphones and just go to town. Indeed. All right, we're gonna. Is good. We gotta wrap this sucker up. Yes, uh, let's wrap I her think up. So. Uh, find us at tiltcast.com. Find us on Facebook and Twitter.com slash tiltcast. Our YouTube channel is youtube.com slash the real tiltcast. Search for us on Spotify and iTunes. Rate us, review us. And find some friends of the show. we got Cabbage. We've got noquarters.net. We've got bmfcast.com. We've got Pupcast and picking up the pixels for our Boston and Nymp and Museum stuff. Um, and we've got tvtp.tv. They do great things. And with that, they've already, uh, they like Doom. And with that, it's the end of the show. <laughs> All right. All right. <laughs> Peace. Peace.